0: Welcome to Talking in Stations Lounge, where players from all over EVE Online gather to exchange ideas. I'm Madderall. Here's a Q&A session with CCP Fozzie that lasted two hours. It happened right after Talking in Stations, recorded on March 25th.
1: Are out nicely
2: done, yay!
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I think that worked really well.
3: Yeah, it, it, it didn't. It didn't turn into the uh, to the uh, congressional hearing with the FBI guy who was saying can't comment on confidential information. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think we, you know, I think we covered what what needed. Again, we've got this first level dev blog, right? I think that we clarified various aspects of that. That now allows people to you know have some answers and be able to provide a different degree of feedback based on the dev blog, and then we'll see what comes next in order to you know what iterates off of all of this that we can then iterate off of ourselves and you know in terms of in terms of questions. I was a little bit disappointed that you didn't go
4: further into the cycle diminishing or increasing returns thing, there.
3: Well, well, because. He, because he answered the question the way that I thought it was going to be. Now, I know that and, – and, and, yeah,
5: yeah, Fozzie, um, Fozzie his I thing – I don't is, have exact numbers, but if you have any well, questions about how the mechanic would work.
3: Well, his please. thing is why doesn't it work in the inverse? That why don't you have increasing returns for longer cycles? Because what that will do is, number one, you're creating a longer cycle and a larger asteroid field that will take longer to mine, therefore putting assets at risk for a longer period of time, including the actual structure
5: yeah i'd say in general um we think that the there'll be a lot of incentive for players to set longer cycles by default uh they're going to want to uh not have to move all their miners into position all that often uh they're going to like the time it takes you to set up the mining off um in a system that you may not be mining in every day uh can sometimes be like just an extra overhead uh so we'd want to find a balance where people uh um, where people have uh, incentives that they can actually think about and have an interesting choice with. If it turns out that um, we were wrong about that and that um, by default, people are choosing the shortest cycle, even without like that, they uh, kind of gravitate towards the shorter cycles
4: due to the factors. I think they will. (laughs) It's a full speeding thing, right? It's a positive speed. If if it's shorter, it's, it's not going to be motivating. Everyone will run the short circle.
3: Well, they will if they've got the manpower to to, to clean up the field afterwards. I mean, if even they if they don't, they're still going to benefit
4: from ninjuring because it's bulky and it might actually be resold show, uh, close to the actual assets in space. So there would be no motivation to do the long ones, except if you want to try and monopolize and dominate, and that's not worth it. You can just keep doing the small ones. Everyone will be doing that, in my opinion.
5: So the long one's going to be fewer total hours of setting up and get into position um, over a given year for instance you'll have you'll spend less time uh, in a given year with the uh, the long cycles than with the short cycles um, which i think will be a pretty significant motivator
3: is is there any okay so the way that the way that true works now right um, the lower the true you go closer to negative 1.0 you're getting better uh, better rating you're getting uh, more named ores out there in mining is there any way of using sec related to moon mining um whether it be whether um, it be the the way it works the there year. the way it works there or in the inverse where where actually the higher the sec, that there could be some quality differences in and i don't mean r64 versus r32 i'm talking more on a yield kind of equation
5: Potentially, we don't have anything planned right now for that, but um, we could tune something. At the moment, there is a connection uh, indirectly on what type of moon you get. So, like the when the uh, formula uh, runs to decide what moons, like back in the day when the universe was created, and when we added the new moons in uh, Odyssey, uh, the formula that determines what moons get what resource, uh, it actually uses some similar criteria to Trusec to help figure out the odds. So it's actually, it's not that a higher Trusec has a higher chance of having a Dispro moon, but there's a the same things that factor into the original uh, formula for what systems have what Trusec. Some of those same things factor into the original formula for what systems have what moon. Uh, if, so there is a bit of a connection right now.
4: If you're putting uh, standard minerals and, and variation in the composition, could you maybe consider doing something like an inverse dependency on the cycle time? So, the longer, the more of uh, the variant composites, uh, as opposed to the short periods. So that actually becomes a factor that creates sort of a negative feedback thing.
5: We can definitely tune that. Um, I'll say that the the general uh, game video game pattern. Uh, is that players will gravitate towards longer cycles. Um, and that's you see that in a lot of things, including in PI, right? That's the way PI works right now, is that we incentivize shorter cycles. Um, yeah, but that's because, AFK,
4: so it's different, right?
5: Uh, the But the period in between cycles is AFK with this system
1: as well.
4: Yeah, but when it actually becomes utilized, it's very much active hours. And of course, you have a totally different type of asset uh, risk in space, right?
5: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there is definitely some unpredictable and it's there um, and we can see what see what happens yeah,
6: for sure. Can I ask a question? We're, we're changing the moon mining. Uh, Dirk kind of touched on this from an individual passive income where one person's making the minerals, selling it, using it for whatever production to where that person who runs this citadel is now going to have to, in all intents and purposes, hire a fleet to go and retrieve the minerals, the moon goo, and get it back to him. So, is it going to be enough turnaround to be warranting that income? Uh, we think it can be. Um,
5: obviously, uh, what pe- different people find valuable is going to be partially up to them. Um, for the most part, the, the high-end moons right now are owned by you. You can designate people for them, but uh, and you can reward people with quote-unquote, personal ownership, but it's still the organization that really owns them. It's the organization that backs up the defense of them. Um, so we we expect that to, that to sort of continue, that for the most part, it's going to be an organization rather than an individual that is going to be benefiting from this, uh, and they can figure out how to distribute that amongst themselves or amongst their allies.
3: Slave labor camps. <laughs> I think he's
7: talking about
3: R8s and
7: R16s and little low things like that people sometimes do as a side project
3: on their own to learn how.
6: Yeah. I used to run some to just, you know, get the materials for, you know, plates or something like that, not the high end. And I could do my own reactions, but I mean, this was, I was looking forward to this because be able to do my own reactions again, possibly and not have to have director roles to put the pause down.
5: Yeah. So, I mean, in those cases, if you have a small group, um, you'll be able to, uh, decide who is, um, who's going to, uh, do the mining, who's going to do the hauling and split things out. We, um, and if you, if it's so small that you're mining it just yourself, then, then all the stuff is yours anyways. Uh, the, um, the pattern I expect we would probably see a fair bit of for small organizations is what we already see with, um, uh, a lot of wormhole corps, the way they do their distribution, you, all the, the stuff you collect gets pooled, it gets taken into market, and then they've recorded who participated in the op and uh, just distribute the money across the people uh, with potential cut going to the, uh, the organization, uh, the corp as a whole.
4: Did you uh, actually answer anything regarding whether the drilling will actually require fuel? Uh,
5: so the drilling is going to be a service module, so it will require fuel, yeah.
3: Uh, so, so we don't get that whole uh, break-even problem that we have right now. the 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 moon ore will oh, also yeah, be yeah. able to be compressed, yes.
5: Um, potentially, I, I yeah. won't make any promises there. Um, partially because there may be better ways of solving the the issue that compression is used to
8: solve with the more.
1: Uh, I had a quick question in terms of uh, the the R16 kind of. Uh... Uh, basically, all of the, the the new kind of asteroids and new asteroid compositions, and sort of you know those sort of uh, game items that uh, will be coming in to sort of be used to reprocess uh, these roids into R16, R sixteen, R R eights, and R 16s um, Can you tweak the amounts that like you know that the uh, that these materials will basically be refined into, so that it actually makes uh, a You know, it sort of basically releases the burden from people who may want to be, like, small groups or even individuals who may want to be, uh, you know, running R8s and R16s, not have the manpower of the people who, you know, have the 32s and 64s, but still produce a somewhat okay profit by doing it themselves or doing it by just a small group uh, in terms of, like, the balance for how much said, you know... Said ores turn into said, uh, you know, our 16 or 32 uh, materials?
5: Yes, yes. Yeah. A- so we, we have all that power with these because the idea is that these will work just like normal ores. There'll be an ore you mine that refines into a certain amount of, uh, of output. Um, so we can control what outputs are in what ores, we can control the amount of them. Um, just as we have over the past couple of years, every once in a while tweaked the composition of, of ores themselves, we can also tweak the composition of these, yeah. Um, so we have a lot of dials to make sure we can tune
1: it. Okay, because I, I, I get the distinct impression that, like, if it's set too low, then people will just abandon our your R8s and R16s for the most part, unless, they're actually, unless they are absolutely critical for, you know, certain people to use. Uh, so there, well, some of it is critical that, that some people mine them. Uh, yeah yeah i know I, I i get that because they are a critical so the price will, will
5: fluctuate as needed but yeah we, yeah we would definitely want to make sure if we see the price getting out of control we have the, the tools to tune that yeah
9: awesome, awesome i i don't know how to word it exactly i don't know if it was raised in the end but i think my biggest question is regarding people in low sec with if you have to defend your ore because someone comes on to try and ninja mine it is there going to be anything based around it using Crime Watch? Because otherwise, you'd be taking this security status hit to defend your own stuff.
5: Yeah, it's a question that's come up in the forum thread. It's a good one. Um, we don't have a anything planned right now for solving that. So the the, the sort of default would be that yeah, you'd you'd shoot them and you'd get the crime watch it. except actually the, the person manning the structure because structures can't lose sex status um okay but um the it would be interesting to investigate options for that uh, and we're giving it some thought because it is something that that got brought up in that thread and that sort of brought up to our attention
9: yeah i i didn't realize it had been brought up in the thread it was only when i was talking to someone the other day that it suddenly clicked that but- oh, shit, you know, I have to take a sex status hit just to defend it if they don't aggress first.
5: Yeah, um, you, you will have options. So, for instance, you can uh, use the use the structure to, to ping at them and, uh, and get that without a sec loss, but it would be nice to come up with some solution, although that's not necessarily simple, um, so I can't promise anything. That's
9: fine. I just thought I'd raise it just in case.
3: Yeah, I forgot about that question, actually. I'm
9: no, no, no it's it. fine. I forgot to send it through to you. And then then I suddenly realized that, oh, sh- you know, it, it's that time already.
0: Actually, one of the people that I was going to bring in for a question was Haiwantu uh, there from Snuff, because he wanted to talk about LoSec and stuff like that. So it's glad.
6: I'm glad why,
10: why do you hate us? <laughs> 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 well, um, like, uh, Pothany touched on it a bit, but will you think, do you think that, um, these things will actually generate content in Losec because, you know, obviously mining isn't that prominent in Losec. And speaking to a lot of the Losec leaders and stuff, like from Shadow Cartel, Waffles, and PM, they're not really inclined to, you know, fight over these purely because if they're going to mirror Citadels, it's not going to be very nice to, you know, take them. And like mining, you know, in Losec is not the same as sec It's more dangerous. So what are your thoughts on that?
5: I think it's definitely uh it's definitely gonna be different than it is right now um we think think there there will be conflict over them it's gonna be valuable to hold them whether it's to uh mine them yourself or to uh support someone else who's uh who's gonna do the mining um Keep in mind, one thing you can do is, um, you don't have to live in that system all the time. As long as you can defend the, the structure, uh, you'll be able to set the cycle time to be quite long and then just come back and uh, and do a burst of mining, a short burst of mining every once in a while or have, have an ally do that. Um, we're gonna have to see how it goes though. I think it is definitely low sec behavior, it's gonna be an area with a fair bit of uncertainty. Um, what I've one thing we've learned recently is that uh in areas where there's a bit of uncertainty about how much people will mine, they will usually surprise you by mining more than you
3: expect. Okay. Um mining division.
10: Yeah. Will we I mean, get any can we get any uh, information on like reinforced timers yet or not?
5: Uh not yet, no. Um okay. we'll be talking a bit about that later. We just haven't
10: fully decided on them. Um they'll be they they won't be like super short like Citadels though. Okay, awesome, yeah, because that was, yeah, strong coasting and stuff was a pretty nice mechanic.
4: Now, Jin was kind of disclosing something regarding uh, static uh, asteroid belt, and I was just thinking whether you have given any thought that this system and the whole design could actually uh, supplant all the current mechanics of uh, raw materials.
5: I'm not sure we'd want to supplant all of them, um, simply because... It would it would suck to have to boot like to to not have a backup for some of these really core materials uh, like normal minerals uh, if there's not enough structures in place for them. Um, but we do we definitely and this is something we've talked about before over the years. We would like to make uh, in general asteroid belts more interesting, um, the the environments you mine in more interesting, uh, more dynamic, uh, and that's something we're continuing to to sort of work towards as a long term project.
4: Because if something like AI responses was based on uh, the structure owner, that could be very interesting dynamic. And because of the granularity of how you cycle it, then respawn times would not be predictable as they are now. And we could get rid of all the old code.
5: Yeah, I mean, getting rid of the code in the normal asteroid belts that runs a downtime is definitely something that we're interested in doing from a technical perspective. Um, again, this is not a not something that is will really be a surprise to people that have followed along with uh, CCP for the past couple of years. But we we are generally interested in moving things away from being tied to downtime so that we can have fewer activities going on in the downtime process, both to speed it up uh, and also with the eventual very long-term dream goal. It's another one of those things like the, like a North Star. You sail towards, you're never going to reach the North Star, but at least it gets you in that direction. Getting uh, rid of downtime entirely, which would be great for our uh, Australian players.
4: I guess the, the whole thing of the fact that you can never know when there would be asteroid belts available and you would have, to, have to actually move around and check if there was any left over by players. I, I'd see this in Heisleg as a very interesting way of spawning uh, basic resources.
11: Yeah, but if you do that, you're going to have the cherry pickers, and then you're going to have groups that are only going to get trash. Um, I went through that in EverQuest Two when I played back then, and that was just
3: horrible.
0: Um, another person, there's a, wanted... guy,
3: there's a guy who mines in low sec.
0: Yeah, there is. one of the few. Uh, somebody that uh, wanted to also uh, ask you questions was Commander A's. I don't know if they got answered or not, but if you if you were there, you can have a chance to ask so I'm, those.
8: I'm, I'm highly more technical and I'm sure you're probably going to tell me that no, I can't answer that yet. But looking at kind of ballpark for the service modules, um, what are the numbers being discussed in terms of their fuel per hour? For, you know, basically to deal with like R8s, R16s, where there's something that's right now not profitable to do uh, with the current POS mechanic, but down the road, uh, if we reduced the cost for fuel, that could be an option for smaller groups to get involved in.
5: Yep, um, we don't have. You're absolutely right. The, the my answer is we don't have those numbers yet, um, but we're going to be trying to to find a good balance. Um, it's. In general, uh, individual service module fuel costs are are lower than the old POS ones. So, if you also don't need to have a market and a manufacturing service in this structure, then you'll probably be you'll be able to get away with lower fuel costs than a lot of POSs right now. It,
3: I mean, it, is the current concept of R sixty four down is still going to be carrying over, or are we going to see moons being more variable? Um, to where yes maybe you have an r64 but there's also other things that comprise that
5: don't really have anything I can commit to I, I think I could say that the the concept of uh, or at least a concept similar to that will will stay uh, of like this a uh, this moon has r64s and stuff like that um, or this moon has the high end stuff um, but uh, as for all the details of it there's a lot we're still working
10: at
4: okay A small fetish of mine, something you mentioned a long time ago now, when you were doing the whole thing with uh, capital meta-modules, you kind of promised that it might actually get introduced to the rest of uh, the modules. Is that something we can expect, or has that totally been shelved?
5: So in this, you're asking about the manufacturing of meta-modules, is that right? Exactly. Um, It's still something we want to do for everything. Um, It's something that we're generally going to be doing as we introduce new types of New like classes of modules that have meta modules um, when possible, and it's also something we want to do a full conversion of later. Um, but that it probably is going to have to wait until we're done most of the module tier aside.
11: I've got a question about the uh, if you put AI into the belts uh, spawned by the uh, fracking. Um, if, if you own a structure in that area of space usually your alliance your court mates have been like have really low uh standings with the local pirates is that just going to mean that you're going to have you know bad guy you know or bad npcs or hostile npcs just coming in trying to gank uh your uh exhumers and r- rooks and stuff
5: I don't think we would have NPCs, at least not very dangerous ones, showing up to just like gang consuming this works. We're not gonna, you're not gonna get the, the combat spawns from one of these uh, <laughs> uh, these belt NPCs just showing up. What you might get is like a an angel cartel uh, group of like two angel cartel retrievers showing up and just happily mining away at your stuff. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like at a slow drop rate, food, right? yeah, at a slow rate, but you know enough to potentially be annoying. And if you shoot them, you might get a response. Uh, that would be a, a way I could foresee it happening a bit more uh, rather than something where they just like show up in like WTAF barbecue your uh, miners. That's the,
0: that's the kind of thing that really makes it feel alive. Like there's there's an ecosystem that exists whether you're there or not. And that feels really good, I think.
5: I would love to see the like angel cartel show up with some miners and then like say in local, we claim this, this moon belt <laughs> yeah. as property of the angel cartel. <laughs> <laughs>
9: that
5: would be Awesome. That would be pretty awesome.
11: Hey, we have stuff like that kind of going on right now because I'll, I'll like slip in with uh, the Thucker tribe when, when their skiffs are out in the, in the belt and I'll, I'll slip in with uh, with my procurer there because I've got like such high standings with them. So that's kind of cool.
5: Yeah, we think there's there's a lot of opportunities to do more with the, uh, the newest versions of NPC AI that are being worked on. Um, we're going to talk a bit more about some things that we have planned with all that stuff over the next couple of months, um, but then this is one where we're investigating. We can't make any commitments yet, but we're investigating what we can do with it. I think it, there's a lot of cool opportunities.
8: So I know during the show you discussed the uh, you know, more social-based tax systems that are a potential for the mining. Uh, is there anything currently being looked at in terms of taxing reactions?
5: So the reactions, you'll be able to tax the same way you do industry.
8: Can we change the way that we tax industry?
5: Uh, very possibly there may or may not be a question in the survey about that
8: i got three surveys so i answered all three of them for that
5: very thank you very much uh, but yes yeah i mean I, I wouldn't rule out changes to the way industry is tax in the future but this is a the, the these reactions will essentially be a new type of industry so they'll they'll kind of follow along with all
7: that yeah
8: it just 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 would be a good thing to be have some granularity between in terms of you know. Taxing industry at one rate and taxing reactions at a different rate could be uh, a good opportunity to distribute how you uh, how you function, how you potentially tax what is coming out of the belts that you're generating.
4: a small follow up on that on the general thing of pricing fees and taxes. Have you considered making it based on an inverse thing so you can increase the flat fee and then decrease the percentage? And similar, could something like that be introduced to NPCs, so you would have a broker fee that goes up or an installation fee that goes up as industry index goes up, but the percentage goes down, so you get this whole back and forth uh, seesaw effect?
5: Yeah, potentially that would be something to think about. Um, Making big changes to the, the index system would be a pretty... Pretty big task um if we did if we approach that we probably want to approach it as a, a kind of a holistic let's look at all the different options and that would definitely be an option to consider for sure i can't again that would be a, a big task as i said though so i can't commit to just like we're not going to be able to sneak that in somewhere that would be that would be the team like settles down and digs in for a while to figure it out
3: there was a thing that popped up recently um it was, a, it was an image about something coming in the summer related to changes to mining um and belts and things like that was that related to do you know what i'm talking about and was that related to this moon thing or are there other changes to mining coming in the future as well um, i'm not even asking what those I'll are just, i'm just asking yep. if it was related to this um
5: i'll just say be, be careful of reading too much into uh, unfinished things uh, that accidentally get put out but yeah i know what you're talking about um that we're not re- we're not ready to talk about uh, that stuff okay. um, yeah and and uh, you should be you should be uh, at least keeping in mind the possibility that a lot of stuff can change uh, sure when it comes to stuff like that that wasn't that wasn't officially put out yeah.
3: i mean I, you, know, I, you know I know that one of the things that that we talked about quite a bit with with the recent work will change um was. Why do we continue to balance around some of these ships like that, as opposed to balancing around resource distribution out there? You know that that um, you know is the problem with, let's say, mineral oversupply recently. Is it the, a problem with the Rourkeal, or is it a problem with the fact that you know what these these uh, iHub managed ore belts um, respawn sixty seconds after after being depleted, so it becomes a rinse and repeat process. You know, why not do something, you know, that changes kind of the distribution of these things and look uh, that there is more of a sense of depletion out there that you may have to move around rather than just stay in the same system, rinsing and repeating over and over again
5: yeah i mean on. in general we've got we've got some resource in the game that are more on one extreme and some that are on the other right so the uh, minerals in the in soft systems are very much on the extreme of they'll just keep respawning you've got ice as sort of a middle ground where it respawns but only a certain amount um you've got uh, moon minerals where it's just a fixed amount that come out every day so we've got a number of different resources there i think it would like i it would be possible to switch mining over to something like that. Um, it would be a pretty big change, though. That would have a lot of ripples in the economy, uh, and that wouldn't be wouldn't be a well, I mean, simple it, or quick thing.
3: I mean, it was a big uh, look. There was a time when all you mined was was static belts that were in the system, and when they mined out, guess what? You know, you know especially in NullSec, right? They didn't respawn for for another three or four days. Um, you know, but with the introduction of the iHub and the introduction of you know what were the hidden anomalies and now you know unhidden, but um, it, it created this this um, um, same brand of resource all over creation, you know, and then you get something like the mining rorqual, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, the combination of these huge belts that just respawn time and time again, coupled with, you know, you know, either, either massive alt mining fleets or big beasts like, you know, the rorqual. I don't know. I think that, you know, I think in some ways there's me. a flower of
4: infinity just outside yeah. of
2: the beehive. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Hey, Derek, can I uh, ask Fozzie a question really quick? Because this was something I didn't see addressed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, hey, Fozzie, it's Sullen. Nice to talk to yep. you. Um, it, it, so we already established that when the uh, switch goes over live on that day moon harvesters on pause are dead they don't work anymore and you will have to switch it's just there's going to be no crossover i i believe we said this was what it was but i just wanted that's
5: the current plan yes um okay i I won't i won't say that it can never change but that's the current plan
2: yeah uh, yeah just that's what the plan is right now so one of the things that someone asked that i thought was really interesting that i didn't think about is that on that day is they going because the you can't anchor a refinery on a moon for uh, harvesting if there's already one there. But on that day, essentially, not a single moon in the entire game will have a, a refinery anchored to it. Are passes with the moon harvester attached to them to going to be a stop, like from people anchoring them then, or is it just going to ignore that mechanic altogether and we're going to see just the massive. Moon or uh, Moon Rush two thousand seventeen of just everyone's just racing through the universe to try and anchor them anywhere they can. The Oklahoma Land Rush, baby. I mean, I mean then, yeah, because I was
5: thinking like thinking about like, how awesome the twenty four hour period after that is going to be. I mean, yeah, things... I was thinking
2: about that. I was like, oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Like that's going to be ridiculous because essentially, essentially, at, at when downtime comes back that day, not a single moon in the entire game will be blocked from someone anchoring a refinery. <laughs> Nothing. Oh. Everything in the game will just be open for land rush.
4: And Solon, could you add the thing with the uh, with the drill thing and the uh, the player structures? The the, the rig uh, for refining.
9: The know rigs when will asking. be falling off of Astra houses. The,
4: the fact that there's going to be an interim ride, oh, uh, yeah, period, yeah, yeah. right? That, that uh, potentially, if if they disconnect the the refining rigs at the same day, there's going to be a 10-day until the thing is actually in space ready to receive those. So if yeah. people don't get them dis- uh, disconnected, that means that there's going to be less yield universally on normal minerals because people are sitting there holding them, waiting for the refineries to come in. So maybe the, the, there should be... That
5: sounds, a- like a, sounds like a good opportunity for some people to take some chunk of their structures and put the rig back on that Citadel so that they can... Take it back
2: yeah, I, of, yeah of course,
4: and, but and there's was, going to be a hole still, right?
2: I already actually brought that up because I know what you're saying. You're talking about the fact that, like, in order to anchor their new structure, if they want to bring it down, they, they have to wait before they can bring their old one down, right? Is that what you're saying?
4: I'm saying that uh, there's going to be a hole where when all these rigs are disconnected from the current structure so they could potentially go into the new ones, there's going to be a number of them that, that might actually be holding them back to put them in those structures, but they still have to wait for that whole period. So universally, there would be a huge uh, lack or reduction in the.
2: Oh, oh! I see. I, I, you're saying building up to it like people aren't going to install the rigs because they're going to be like, I'm, just, I'm not going to install this till we get the new structure.
4: Exactly. There, there, there. That means that there's going to be seven to ten days until the first structures go up that uh, the entire universe has reduced refining capacity. Yeah,
5: that is correct.
2: i like that response Uh, i'm I'm just gonna invest
4: my money in that so it's okay
5: yep um Uh, what is universal about these is about whenever we make a big change like this it causes a huge flurry that came right after the patch and we generally like those for the most part um it's a great opportunity for people to both uh have a nice rush uh, of doing something quickly after the patch and kind of racing towards it but also um it provides people an opportunity to test themselves of how well they predict like if you're going to hold on to minerals and and buy them when the price is going up for instance uh, where do you stop how do you figure out that estimation be, it's a good opportunity for players to uh, to show off how smart they are and uh, some people will win and some people will lose
2: I was gonna say did you uh, i don't know, I don't remember if you announced already Foz. did you say whether or not you were going to precede before they release or not for the blueprints uh,
5: we don't have a uh, official decision on that yet
2: gotcha i mean just like depending on what they do with that that would also kind of alleviate some of those problems you just mentioned well and and what he he did answer it during the
3: show and he's kind of the way he just answered it there no decision yet but whichever way they go there will be a couple months notice on how it's going to play out
5: yeah and Uh, whichever way we go there will definitely be a period of disruption um but uh but those can I be
2: can, those can I be can very be valuable twiddling your fingers right now fozzy chaos
5: <laughs> chaos is a ladder. Yeah, one I, I, I assume disruption is a thing
9: i assume that this has been covered but you are uh you are obviously going to allow people to make moon mining things before the moon mining comes around right we that's haven't decided we
5: whether that will happen yeah that's what we just All said right.
9: well you know please don't don't make us to, like race to manufacture things that's bad fun that's not fun
5: um, actually, I, I've heard from a whole lot of industrialists who tell me the opposite about the period when we introduce things like citadels and things like engineering complexes.
2: Yeah, but being that first, that's The it. first seven days when people, it's just like a mad rush who can crank out the research fast enough.
1: Well, for, for industrialists, profitability is fun. And when people are mad rushing about like headless chickens trying to make things quickly. And there's a bunch of people who are like, we need this now. People will pay a lot of money, and obviously yep. industrialists find that fun to sort of market yeah. it up. it's actually
5: there's a decent number of people that that is one of the things that is most fun for them in Eve, uh, and it essentially only happens like once every year, or once every or twice a
3: year at most. Well, in this one here, I mean, it's got primary, secondary, and tertiary you know you, you know types of types of delays out there. I mean, no way to, to predict anything. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got stuff related to the refining. You've got stuff related to you know moon harvesters shutting down. You've got you know the, the 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 rush to build these structures and then the rush to get out there and claim moons. I mean, there's all kinds of <laughs> disruptive forces going on with this and wealth. <laughs> I just, I just imagine, imagine there's like no no way to predict the variables.
2: I just imagine like the entire game just like alarm clocking for that downtime. Just like, <laughs> all right, everyone, get up, get your coffee, get your engine started. We're gonna go out. We're gonna try and grab twenty moons now. All right, get ready.
8: Oh, <laughs> uh, the yeah, difficulty I mean, is in production. The, you because know, it's one thing to buy one of these blueprints and put up one of them it's another to buy one blueprint and have to put up a hundred of
9: them Yeah, like I see this as sort of similar to the way substructures structures work in that this is already a key part of a lot of people's infrastructure if you don't give people a chance it's basically like if you rip out all the roads in the world and then say okay now replace them with uh, train uh, train tracks go you know, train that's going to cause a lot of people problem game, when they try and commute uh, in the morning
5: that's potentially pretty decent of an idea
3: moon tycoon
9: moon tycoon dude oh my God. let's just
5: say this the last time we made a really disruptive change to moon minerals um that just, just had like a hard disruption that caused a lot of uh speculation and then a lot of change of behavior um it triggered a uh, a big war and then later, that somebody tried to write a book about that war and do a Kickstarter about it, and that triggered another war. So, I, uh, if you can get anywhere close to the same benefit out of this, we'll be very happy.
3: I remember, I remember, be, I remember the, you know being on being on CFC moon, uh, moon Probe Patrol for that, and and like just out there all over the place, you know, scanning moons.
9: Oh god, the moon scanning mechanics suck so much ass.
3: Oh god, yeah. Um, well, at least they you know they improved that you didn't have to like stay in the system
2: or whatever it was to to get the readout
9: thankfully yeah but
2: jesus i was gonna, I was gonna say Fuzzy, did you guys ever remove the goo from the moons in wormholes because i remember at one point in time i thought there was goo it was just you couldn't extract it
5: i don't it think there's there. any distributed right now i'm not positive about that though
2: yeah i don't remember i remember somebody scanned it and they were and I, someone was talking to me, I was like oh yeah they scanned it there's goo in those moons you just can't harvest it in wormholes
5: they scanned it on qq or on the
2: s server Oh, this wasn't recent. This was years ago.
5: Yeah, so, so actually I mean, this was... I remember this too in that I don't think it... As far as I know, I don't think it ever showed up on TQ, but before, back when um, moon mining was... When wormholes were first introduced. So in Apocrypha, I was playing it e back then, wasn't working CCP yet. Um, CCP didn't say clearly in the lead-up to it whether or not there would be moon mining wormholes. I think they hadn't decided actually until pretty much the last minute. Um, but on CISI, every moon has every mineral. So if you scan a moon on Sissy, everything has everything. Uh and so people were were just not getting like they weren't getting any response from CCP about whether there'd be moon mining, but you scan the moons in Sissy and you see their there's stuff there. So it was reasonable to assume that the plan was there's gonna be moon minerals, And I was one of those people that assumed there's gonna be moon minerals there. And so on patch day for Apocrypha, I had uh, an alt corp set up. And a whole bunch of large faction towers, uh, all ready to go, and <laughs> a bunch of al- scanning alts. And my plan was, I was going to log on right after downtime and just rush through and try to grab some R64s or some tech moons. I think back then was, and, yeah,
11: and, and or no. it might have been
5: just for us at that point. And <laughs> and so the idea was, because once you got like you got a a uh, a good moon in a C1, that is a that is going to be hard to take away from you. Mm,
10: and so yes, my yes. whole plan
5: was, I'm going to go. Grab these really fast, and uh, but then logged on that day, and uh, there was nothing.
8: Yeah, you're talking to a guy who's got a, about 32 structures and one C2 wormhole, so I know the feeling.
5: Yep, so that was one of my many get-rich-quick schemes and EVE that didn't pay out.
2: Uh, and it's funny, it's, it, with this release, the thing I've heard actually more from, not so much from leadership, the more the thing I've heard the most from uh, line members and whatnot, not, what is happening to all of my fa- all of my uh, Tower BPOs and I was like they'll still work <laughs> and they keep expecting an answer They're like there's so much stuff that there's still no replacement for towers yet. Yeah. You yeah, know, they'll just be less worth it. Yeah, I mean it's like you still got jump uh, bridges, jumpers Sino uh yeah, what was it si- not Sino inhibitor? Crap, I can't think of what it's called.
1: Sino jammers.
2: Jammer, yeah, sign, sign a jammer. You forgot that last night too. Yeah, I know. I, I know. don't get that word in your vocabulary or something. I know. I don't have jammer in there, I guess. But
5: yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And we're not going to remove pauses right away. We'll it'll be a face up.
2: Well, anyways, they, yeah. Totally,
3: thanks for coming around today. It was uh, it was good having you there to uh, you know be no able problem. to answer the questions and and certainly hang out afterwards. Here has been great. You know, but I know it's a Saturday for you, so.
5: Elizabeth if you were trying to talk I saw your uh, you
11: lit up but we didn't hear anything so you might have a mic problem
3: so noisy you gonna get yourself a uh, low SEC moon
11: no uh what I want to what I probably will do is I'll probably do a little bit more belt mining in Losec because it looks like there's going to be a shortage uh, leading up to it, and maybe I'll do a little bit more of the uh, low sec, uh, uh mining agents because the, uh, the uh, implants might be worth more because I've got a suite set up with the Minimatar Mining Corp. So I, I might wind up doing a little bit more of that than I've been doing lately.
2: I was going to say, uh, there's one thing, you know, everyone keeps talking about how low sec mining is dead. There's one aspect, and I brought it up in the show last night, Dirk, that uh, no one's really addressed. And uh, that was the fact that, like, in the dev vlog, they state that you will be able to mine within defensive range, uh, not able to tether, but within defensive range of the of the drilling platform.
4: I think that's the really important thing that people overlook. The fact that yeah, the, and, it's in defense range that's totally new and a totally different mechanic.
2: Yeah, that and that's huge. So like, let's say you got a really good moon in low sec, you're not going to put a medium. You're probably going to invest and put a large on it to make it so that if anyone tries to really fuck with you while you're mining, they're going to get wrecked unless they bring a legit fleet to come try and take you on. Because if you've got the defenses of a large uh, structure... That's that's a whole another ball game, then.
1: Especially if you, uh, especially if you've got a rock in there, panic mode. It, you know,
2: like it yeah. gives
1: you the time to literally, like, to, for the that large structure to really unleash its firepower on anything that, it, like, you know, wants to be dropped on it. Yeah,
3: well, I mean, yeah, I, having you know, y- y- uh, given the fact that you know citadels, you know, XL citadels have been taken down. You know, I don't know that these things preclude you from getting in there even with somebody gunning
2: no but it's you're not going to be like people are just thinking that like a small gang of like five guys are just going to disrupt their whole mining fleet but if you have a large structure depending on and i know fozzy's listening the gears are turning right now to exactly how much defendability that the large structures are going to have um that that can monkey wrench a lot of that sure i just think that the
4: the structure should come out of invulnerability if it starts shooting at anything
11: Hey, all I can all I can say is that if the uh, structure, if this new structure has less defenses or less hit points than the Astra House, um, I can see where people are just gonna like roam around, look for these things, and just kill them with uh,
10: a couple dreads. That's what happens, anyways. Though, like if there's a small path and you want to kill it, you just put dreads on it, anyways. I was
2: if if you really want to yeah. kill that small pause, they'll just they'll hammer it. Or even worse, they'll literally leave one they'll take out your guns and then leave one AFK fucking oracle to sit there and kill the shields while you're gone.
11: Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't I'm not seeing where I mean, right now I, I'm not seeing we're making it more dangerous to extract the, the 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 moon goo is gonna like make people wanna do this because it's it is gonna be more dangerous.
9: If anything, I can see people using it to make ISK more than before. Because, I mean, one I of the thoughts say, I Because,
2: have... like, if that's the case, then <clears throat> there's a lot of it's... factors that could play into that in terms of, like, where moon prices go. But, uh, I, I mean, the thing is, though, right now, do you think Moongoo is in a good place right now? Because, I, I mean, I personally don't. Because if you look at the profitability right now of Moongoo, it's garbage, it's, it's so awful right now, and most of that's because like, – like in Declan, you know, what, you know what the best thing about when uh, Imperium got pushed out of Declan? It finally reset the fucking you know years-old reaction farms that were set up there. Like People had reaction farms that were made before they ever even nerfed it, yeah. but it's already established. I'm not going to tear it down. I mean I may only make 10 mil profit a month, whatever. It's already there. It's going to take more of my time to try and tear all that shit down than it's worth.
10: Moons mm, are pretty good money, dude.
2: I mean, yeah, I'm not quite sure where you're coming from. I run d- the
9: high-end. So so saying that there were old, real really complex. shit ones that weren't optimized correctly, and now they are optimized correctly. Yeah,
2: now, now it's like, kind of come back because like a lot of those old farms got destroyed. Like back, I remember when we lived in Vale, we were trying to figure out the profitability of moons, and it was it was terrible in terms of our options because you had so many people with just these passive moon farms that were just still going years and years later for little profitability. Like our, our reaction farm, we were looking at, it was like, if we didn't go from the very basic shit all the way to the high end, it was like, we were making pennies for profit, which is terrible because it's like, you're eliminating that whole market in the middle. And now all of a sudden it's coming back because a lot of that got destroyed. But if, you keep having that going, and you have that passive shit going, and there's no one tearing it down, you're going to get back to where it was. You know what I was just thinking? Um,
3: Bouncing moon celestials is going to get a hell of a lot safer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's not gonna. Be, I mean, you know, if pauses are no longer gonna be, you know, really as out there as prolific anymore, you know, and tied to moons, you know, chances are you're not gonna run across one, you know, where it's all of a sudden gonna open up on you.
2: I, I, I was gonna say, it's gonna be one of those things where, like, you're gonna have that weird in between period before pauses are gone that you're gonna have, like, members literally joining the game, like, what the fuck is that thing? <laughs> like, because they don't see it very
4: often. I think an extension to what Son is pointing out, that was kind of why I was asking about the fueling of the drill, because if the drill itself has a very, very low fuel cost, then the fueling of the reaction thing means that uh, you might see some more organized centralization of where it's reacted, right?
2: Yeah, and that's kind of, and that was the thing is there was a very large gap for a while, and Moon's come back up i mean the other thing too though is the profitability of moon right now is also impacted pretty greatly by the fact that there is just so much market speculation going on i mean people i don't even remember fozzy announced or said year like over a year ago or somebody said over a year ago where they talked about Moongu would possibly be going active for moon mining but they didn't say anything official and that immediately like people started Basically, speculating. So, part of the thing is, like right now, at this moment, like a lot of the profitability is almost purely from the speculative aspect and people market manipulating. Like, look, Vince, look at Mugu over the last year and a half. And if there's a granularity, right,
4: from, uh, from installments that there's a difference between where you are reacting, that means that it's going to create a whole new variation. So, it's not this flat calculate on a spreadsheet and walk away.
8: Yeah. It also has a lot to do with the changes for ICE and in acquisition of ice, because that's, you know, for, for right now, if you're running a reaction farm, you're running Kaldari towers, or if you're rich, you're running uh, dreads, but both are gonna use the same fuel. So if fuel goes up, profits go down, pushes it's some a, people out, pushes- It's them. a little bit like
4: what happened with the ROC, right? The, the fact that the that the drones need to move further away in the spread out field and stuff actually added 20% on the efficiency. Same with something like this. You could have things added to man hours and logistics and composition of the in, uh, individual structures that are reacting things. Then you can't do the spreadsheet for perfect uh, composition anymore because there's no such thing as perfect.
2: Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, it, the thing is, like, this moment right now is kind of a bad judgment in terms of how good it is for moon mining and good the services because, like I said, there's so many factors. If you look, though, like a year and a half to two years ago before the big war up north, that is kind of like a good measure as to like what will happen again. Because it's like if it just is going to keep going back to that status, which is when moon mining was like at its worst, um, worst point it's ever been, I think, at that point, because it was just like it wasn't worth it to do middle reactions. It was like you either mine it from base and refine it to the maximum level or you don't bother because it just wasn't profitable. So the th- interesting thing about this, though, is I think that once this gets established, it'll be interesting to see if, like, ha- like you said, how many people want to react those middle ground reactions. Because the- I can definitely see people going, I just refined all of this, or I just mined all of this, but I don't have the time to do all of the reactions, or I don't have the characters to do all the reactions. Obviously, major alliances will find that, but I think you'll see people who actually just will not be able to do all the refining steps because they just won't have the characters or just won't have the time. Well, and then there's a public
8: it's uh, gonna, right? gonna be a decent chunk of people like me that are out there you know I'm going from managing thirty five structures in a wormhole to ripping down all of the towers and only dealing with one structure. oh, oh God, God. is
2: gonna be freed up immensely. my fucking wormhole assets I have fucking oh my God, I have so much fucking gas that I'm just like <laughs> I'm not even gonna deal with. it. <laughs> it. It's just sitting in my hangar, just billions of gas. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm not going to bother. I'm not putting a tower up. I'll just let it sit. It'll keep collecting. We're going to get a structure one day that I'll be able to do this in.
4: There's just so many numbers and variables that we will not be able to calculate easily with this new system. Because things like Ninja Miners, right, and things like, call it, Neutral Miners, then you're going to have things like portability and you're going to have the ACLs, the tax levels, and all these things. So it's not going to be as flat as it is now.
10: Mm-hmm.
8: I think there's also an option that kind of pseudo works well with renters where I, I, renters could pay to pay to mine the field and it would be worth I, less I than the actually had this of the field.
2: Yeah, I was actually th- talking about that exact thing. I think you're going to see a lot of moon rentals all of a sudden because of the fact that if I am an alliance that owns moons, I don't want to have to go out and mine all of them. I just want to guarantee income. That's all That's all I want. I want to guarantee income. Uh, I don't want to have to deal with tracking down people to tax them. I don't want to – because that's – if they're going with the mining ledger, I don't want to track people down to tax them. And I don't want to hear, oh, I don't have the money right now, but I'll get it to you next week. You know, I don't want to hear that. I want to literally say, you know what? Here, you can rent this moon. I don't care what you do with it. I don't care if you set the time for a week or three weeks. You're paying me X amount per month, and that will be that. Like yeah. that'll be the easiest way for alliances to literally get their income as a guarantee rather than having to plot out who's going to do what. They just leave it to somebody else to deal with. And you know what? Because the thing is also is like what happens if someone steals their shit? As an alliance, I don't want to deal with it. Just give me my money. You set it up. If you get it mm-hmm. stolen, if you don't mine it, whatever.
11: Mm-hmm. So, well, so in other words, you're telling me that if I want to do a little bit of ninja mining and all, no, I need to go find the renters.
2: I mean, but it will not necessarily be renters. I mean, they could rent it... T- well, yeah, I mean, they could rent it to, like, their corpse inside the Alliance and stuff like that. Well, I just think that with the system, the way they described it, I think that's going to be a go-to way because that guarantees the Alliance income without having to actually go and deal with all the nitpicking uh, ledger of every moon, who mined what, taxing that person Then after they mined it... I I mean, that would, that's like asking for someone to get burned the fuck out.
9: I mean, one thing I've... S- kind of considered myself is just put it up and make it public and just put the taxes on the refinery and yeah Yeah, but you're you're assuming they're going to
2: use your refinery which they won't necessarily use your refinery that's true i just they're kind of pay logistics instead yeah and i mean then they're gonna do all that like i said i i just the way it's set up the way the the information they announce i think you're gonna see people just say i'm gonna rent it to you you pay me 500 mil a month for that whatever moon or whatever amount it is you know and that's what i get
1: I think depending on what, you know, what moon you put it on, like, and uh, what resource you're extracting out of it, you could potentially put it in, put it as a public thing, because if you, if you set the taxes and you do the right calculations to figure out, you know, how much it's going to cost for, you know, someone to put a whole bunch, you know, in terms of fuel costs, like, cause that's essentially, that's, that's the baseline. That's the, uh, that's the cost when it comes to actually, you know, um, trans, you know, transporting a whole bunch of stuff out, um really when you know when it come when you come down to brass taxes like you know the the fuel for you know to jump something out um if you can set taxes below uh you know below that. Yeah, I think the moons think are going probably. Out. You're, you're yeah, assuming probably, that there's an
2: auto right. pull for taxes. Like that's the thing, though, is like keep in mind. Yeah,
1: they, like, yeah, they haven't technically said it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, as far as what they've released, it's just going to be a mining ledger that the owner can then go and find, You know, talk to the person who mined to say, "Hey, you owe me taxes," which is why I'm saying with that system currently. No, I think no.
1: You, well, I, yeah. I, what I was saying is like, um, you know, not not sort of not a case of oh you've mined this amount, give me this this amount in tax kind of thing. But in terms of refining that ore into minerals, that kind of thing. Or refining that ore into you know, into Moon essentially. Like, you know, you, you can set up that you'll be able to put in that that rig to be able to reprocess or refine that kind of ore, uh you did know you, at a much higher and better guys, kind of way
0: thanks did you guys uh exhaust uh fozzy out of questions and stuff because um,
1: <laughs> i think yeah, he's I, just I, lurking I, now <laughs>
0: yeah i think yeah.
1: he's lurking and listening to okay. what we're saying
0: is uh, i want to know if there's any quiet guys that are in here that want to ask fozzy questions as opposed to uh more brainstorming uh from you guys anything else um
4: well, Liz had a question. I don't know if Fuzzy wanted to ask uh,
0: to answer that. Liz, there's also I see uh, noisy and. Um...
3: Well, Elizabeth asked. She was trying to talk before. I don't. Know, I don't know if she can, but um, oh, Elizabeth, uh, okay. she, she, she did type it in channel. It says, "I was just wondering what CCP thinks about Citadel proliferation." A lot of people seem to be complaining about it recently.
5: Yeah, I mean, in general, we think it's a good thing that a lot of people are using the feature. Um, Obviously, uh, if it becomes a load problem, uh, then we'll have to deal with it on that. Um, but I think our probably probably our tolerance for a number of these things in space that we're happy with is higher than it is for the people who are having problems with it
10: right now. Are you going to fix void bombs? Uh, sorry, what was that? Are you going to fix void bombs? Uh,
5: so the, the general case of uh, the defenses of Citadel's re- relying a bit too heavily on nudging uh, is something that we'd like to change someday.
10: Yeah, because everyone just uses max, and it gets kind of boring because max are the only thing that you can really use to attack a citadel because of newts from the void bombs. I thought rattlesnakes were good for that. Uh, no, because okay. then normal bombs and then point defense just kill your drones. Oh, I, I thought it was missiles that they used.
0: But um, what about um, les, reti- ret- les routers? <laughs> Shoot. Le Routier. Les Rotiers. Les Rotiers. Do you have any anything you want to ask? <laughs> There's just some quiet people in here who kind of lurk and listen, and that's okay. But I, I want you to feel like you can ask Fozzie a question. It's a great opportunity to talk to a developer. I think uh, it's rare.
4: When can we get uh, mines and be able to scatter mines in the fields?
5: Um, so probably not anytime soon. Uh, as you probably know, we used to have mines uh, a long time ago. That was even before my time playing um they were removed primarily for load reasons but also secondarily just because it wasn't a very good user experience you just jumped through a gate and got instant <laughs> left um, <laughs> so those are both problems that would have to be solved for the mines um i think but if, if you people, own the
4: field right if you own the grid
5: yeah but if you own the grid and then somebody jumps through a gate and dies without knowing being able know what killed them um or warps it and dies without knowing without being able to know what killed them uh, without having to have like active people there, smart bombing. Um, that's a bit strong. I think there's pro- it's probably the user experience side of that is probably solvable with a good amount of work. The server load side of it, I, w- I would actually be surprised if that's solvable until somebody invents quantum computers so that can run uh, video game servers.
4: I would just love to be able to mine <laughs> the field for miners until <laughs> they come in and go poop.
1: I have a question for Fuzzy, actually. Uh, if uh, if you're ever on uh, talking stations again, but can't make uh, sort of being on camera, what uh, what picture would you like us to uh, have for you instead?
5: Oh, um, the my Twitter um, profile picture I think would be fine. It's my dev character's Eve in-game portrait with a hat on it. Uh, that'd there's be fine. A, there's also just...
3: the one out there with his tongue hanging out.
5: Yeah, that one would be fine too. You, that, that's from uh FanFest what? 5 years ago now. Yeah, I think 5 years ago. Uh that was the floppy face trend was all the rage then. Uh um, yeah, any of those would work, but uh probably by default just my my dev character portrait either the version that's in my um Twitter or just uh the one off the server.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, cool.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was big. So that was uh, a bunch of us were doing that uh uh, fan fest five years ago so it got pictures of of us with a lot of that was before i started working at ccp but a lot of uh of devs uh including with hilmar uh, that was fun
6: Question or idea but have you thought about with the moons them not just being one type of goo it would produce some random amounts of others to make it more Worth the uh, chance of doing it versus just having individual moons like they are now.
5: Yep, um, that kind of thing is something we've definitely considered, and we are thinking about. Um, that all falls into the general category of resource uh, distribution balancing. That we don't, we're not really ready to talk uh, about specific implementations yet, because um, we're still, we're still haven't decided on a lot of things. Uh, but um, that is definitely would be a, that would be well within the realm of possibility. I think is having some variability there, having some combination of different minerals. Um, I also, in general, like having some some variability that might just be about strength, right? Like we can have things like the um, uh, the way we have plus five percent ores, plus ten percent ores for the normal ores. We can do that with the new ores as well. And so you could potentially get a jackpot moon chunk um, that uh, when you blow it up, you see oh awesome this thing's like 20 percent better than i expected uh and give you that nice little feeling we could also this is something we're also considering and we could have that be something you only discover when the chunk gets exploded into the belt but we could also have that be something that's visible as the chunk starts moving towards the the structure so you can know like three weeks ahead of time oh shit this one's going to be extra good we should make sure that we're guarding it well
6: you get that
1: that warm fuzzy feeling
8: (laughs) So is there at all a concern that pushing a lot of this to the active mining is going to reduce the total output from moons? For instance, you know, like right now there's probably several thousand uh, moon-extracting towers. There's likely not going to be that many uh, mining operations. Um, is there a potential for increasing the yield from these moons in order to counter for a situation like that? Uh,
5: yes, that is that definitely has potential. Um, again, no decisions have been made. But yeah, that, that kind of question is one of the things that we're considered as part of this whole, that whole larger question of how would the, the resources be distributed and how it would break down and what the yields would be and all that.
6: Moon reactions will be done in these citadels to mix goose to make the higher levels and stuff? Uh, yes, they'd
5: be done in the refineries and it'll work just like industry does. So you uh, have a uh, a job that you can put in and you can set it to do multiple runs and uh, it put all the inputs in and get it started and then collect it at the end.
6: Will we be using Alchemy? Like I know Alchemy is available, but I don't think from my experience when I used to be in it, it's used that much.
5: It's definitely used. Um, It's it's more value. It's not very valuable for some alchemy reactions. It's valuable for other ones. It tends to alchemy kind of acts as a pressure valve uh, to make sure that there's a supply of of minerals, even if there's a disruption Um, or if the market gets out of balance. uh, We will very likely keep some form of that, uh, whether it's in the same form, I can't say.
4: This is potentially going to spread out uh, where the moonku is actually situated. Have you considered any problems with things like uh, uh, balance of payment between regions and import-export to high sec?
5: Yeah, I mean, we definitely want to make sure that there's still uh, a difference in value between regions so that you can have a concept of a region being a more a one that you're more attracted to uh, and maybe more willing to fight over than others. Um, the, the trading... It, thing we want to keep uh regions reliant on each other and keep we don't want any one area of space to be fully self-sufficient um but i think there's something to be said about making the volume that needs to be moved uh lower in general uh and there's a couple of ways we could approach that it could be approached with compression it could be approached with changing the volume of uh moon materials there's a couple of ways we could hit it but i in general our vision this has been something we've talked about many times before over the years would be that um null sec would be uh not fully self-sufficient but the stuff that it needs to import would tend to be higher like high value low volume items uh and it would be to get a lot of the kind of the mass stuff itself
8: on the topic of m3 um having to deal specifically with mining itself uh the current mining systems being based on meters cubed mined per cycle um obviously this Based on the current mineral size could create some comically large um, comically large values for isk per hour, for instance, the Rorqual has a potential to mine like four hundred and fifty million isk per hour on some of the uh, moon minerals
5: um so the The trick here is that uh, you're not going to be mining the moon minerals directly you'll be mining a new type of ore that'll refine into the moon. Minerals uh so we Go have ahead. the ability to decouple those volumes uh, just as we do with no more uh which gives us all the all the dials we need to tune that and make
3: sure it's appropriate so will will the different types of moon ores like have you know like arcanor is is a higher m3 um you know as far as it yeah, has a higher m3 than veldspar and shit like that
5: it's very possible that we could have some with different volumes yeah uh, nothing i can not say anything for sure yet though
3: now, one of the things in the dev blog it mentions, and, and I, I think actually in one of your responses about what ships will be able to do this, um, it seemed to say that all mining vessels would be able to, to mine this. A coroner coroner um, um, m- mining lasers with crystals um, um, becomes an issue. Are there going to be new crystals out there for this?
8: Very likely, yes. Are there going to be new skills attached to those crystals?
5: Possibly. Can't say for sure yet. sync. some of that stuff is undecided.
2: Uh, it just reminds me of uh futurama. I don't know, but my gut says maybe.
8: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they, are they, are they gonna I'm, be I'm just fact- looking at it from a perspective of uh of you know, I train a lot of new players, so it's you know, if I have to tell them, Hey, you gotta train uh, fuck, how many how many different moon ores are there? Up to level four or five, they're gonna go tell me to fly a kite.
2: <laughs> I, I'm gonna wait. Till, I'm gonna wait for Fawza to drop a bomb and say that there's gonna be one moon goo and everything that can't be mined with a Roracle like there is mastery belts or something. <laughs> or the Mercoxet and just like you just hear like like thousands of players like God damn it! <laughs> Actually, he was just thought, helping a rookie the other
8: day who got himself blown up by Mercoxit. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I think it would be kind of interesting if there was a somewhat, somewhat of a mercoxic kind of uh, mechanic in there.
5: Yeah, and I mean, some of that could be a hard limit, like Mercoxid, some of it could be soft limits too. Uh, We can do that a bit with the size of the asteroids, right? Um, Encourage different, encourage a a distribution of roles between different ships. Please
3: note, I did not suggest that. R64s explode like Mercoxid, that would be awesome.
2: Please note, I did not suggest (laughs) that. Uh, Fozzie did not get his idea from Selen, Selen was not responsible for creating this.
0: I think one thing that's pretty clear is how many different levers you have to work with on how you can adjust things Uh, it's not just uh, two or three per scenario you have all kinds of different things that you can bring to bear to kind of bring creative solutions which brings me to why create uh, that function where a Oracle has to use a rock to be safe more or less because it kind of feels like that one was a little bit forced
5: Uh, it basically came down to we wanted to find a way that was as undisruptive as possible to a Oracle defending a mining fleet um, but that also uh, blocked as many of the problematic issues we were having with uh, the panic module and other situations so specifically with Tackle and Entosis and this and this was a way of uh, ensuring that uh, when you're using that powerful tool you're within range of an asteroid belt which both meant that when you're doing normal mining, you're gonna have you're gonna be in that situation where you're in your asteroids. And also, if you can, if you're not mining and you just manage to uh, maneuver the situation to end up in an asteroid belt, then you can feel pretty clever about that.
0: Well, I just feel it, it feels kind of weird because you're like, "Don't touch that last rock! I need that," you know. Or yeah,
5: everybody, what, everybody, clear the field before I empty this last rock. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what Mercoxid is for.
0: <laughs> oh, that's
3: true
5: but uh and We're also g-
3: it's the panic anchor yeah.
5: i mean that's the kind of that's the, one of those things that uh you, you saw a lot of panic from people that don't mind much and less so from people that do uh because of the fact that a lot of people may not have realized that yeah, yeah there is there is stuff in these that that uh, your oracle is not going to be clearing out
0: yeah. But also the gate travel thing seemed like, oh, you're kind of I guess it's fine. It's kind of like you're swimming in the deep end when you decide to take that gate, you know. You're not going to have I mean,
5: worst-case scenario, you're as defensive as a force auxiliary, so you're you're yeah. still in a pretty good shape. Yeah.
1: Oh, by the way, Coran says sorry about the whole um hot-miking thing. He's in he's currently in uh at the uh, Eve Glasgow meet and said that like everybody says hi from there. So, oh, say
5: hi for us then.
0: Hi, Lockfox, and uh, yeah, hello to Corin.
7: Oh, hey there. Uh, so I don't know if I missed the conversation about the new refining, uh, not the refining, the reaction mechanics. Has, have we discussed that already, or did I miss it? No, no sorry, we well, never well, even bothered
3: it. talking about it today. <laughs> no, but uh, go ahead.
7: So one, I'm a little annoyed just in that in that whole my my personal flag to bear is the I want industry to take so much time and energy that industry is a meaningful uh specialty so uh, and and we can fight that one more directly later but the bigger concern i have is with drug production seems to be completely foobarred by this change with no mention on where it's going to go in the chain uh moving forward
5: uh so drug production will just fit into reactions uh, very likely it'll be a separate reaction service module um we'll probably have three one for uh, tech two one for hybrid one for uh drugs uh and it just like the uh the advanced
7: materials reactions it'll uh work like industry so okay. for the throughput so the thing the thing I worry about is the total throughput because uh one character and 10 slots or whatever ends up getting on the new the new skill skill tree um still seems like you can push a lot It, it, it seems like you'll be able to push a lot more material through uh with the system have you have you gone to rebalancing the actual output quantity per line essentially yeah,
5: essentially, we have the ability again. Going back to these these tuning dials, we can set the duration of the job to whatever we want. Uh, so if you want if you want to advocate for having the duration of those jobs be very long, so that keeping up with this, the the market for that particular uh, uh, need is going to require a, a whole lot of uh, characters, then that's something we can def- we definitely have the ability to do. We can set it to like each run of producing one of these reaction uh, takes like anything from three seconds to 500 years uh, we have all that ability
3: 500 years works
7: yeah sure go for that (laughs) um the 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 uh, because i'm I'm always going to be the advocate for the longer jobs so that you need more people and the skills have more value and the skill set the soft skill set of industrialists has more value so that that's my that's my pitch here in the five seconds elevator i've got so otherwise i love the changes
4: (laughs) will those rigs and modules be able to be installed on any type of structure or just that specific one uh
5: the reaction ones the current plan is for them to be limited to refineries
4: Okay, so you can't really easily centralize things like drugs and uh, moonpool reactions.
5: Uh, you benefit them to the same structure potentially, but uh, but they, yeah, they wouldn't benefit to say a citadel. I,
0: I think you should make a new structure called like a cartel hangout or something—something something very devious and dark
5: and underworldly. Yeah, to make more drugs. Back in the day, we, when we were making the uh, the uh, mobile deployables, so like mobile depots and the tractor units and all that kind of stuff, we had a backlog of potential ideas for future ones. And one that I really was excited about conceptually was having a um, a mobile drug lab that you could just deploy and you produce uh, the drug reactions there and moving that away from pauses into something like a mobile depot. <laughs> you mean like a uh, motorhome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's, and then I was going to, cause we, cause for a lot of those Make uh, them explode. items, we have, um, <laughs> we have name versions, right? We've got these, these ones that drop that are the rarer name versions, like the wedding, uh, depots. Uh, and, uh, I really wanted to have the name version of that be the Winnebago.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I blew that joke. Sorry. That's funny. That is hilarious. <laughs> So that's an allusion to anybody who doesn't know uh, breaking bad. They they make meth inside this uh, Winnebago. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I'm all for uh industry labs that can burn down uh by your own by your own uh stupidity <laughs> by your own by your own bad bad hand not by uh, oh maybe that is something they should, down.
3: Oh, we'll maybe that is something cool. they should introduce <laughs> for uh drug labs yeah,
7: variables some explosives oh, yeah you exactly. know you go you yeah. go run it super hot and it explodes and you lose everything there's <laughs> a bit of a there's a bit of a uh, conflict between uh, encouraging <laughs>
5: players to set up public facilities and having it burn down if someone makes a mistake when <laughs> in the industry
3: <laughs> hey don't <laughs> open your meth lab up to outsider's
7: yeah, I'm still waiting for one of the big makerspaces out here to have some terrible breakdown like that. But more different drugs, please. Uh, put those on the map, please. Pretty please, are, are I like those, drugs. Are those actually I want getting more different drugs?
0: Are they getting a lot of use these days or not? Uh, it's because it's kind of changed. I mean, they allowed it not to be legal inside of uh, Empire, and so you don't get it. You don't get it confiscated by the police anymore.
3: Uh, no more stop and frisk. Yeah.
5: Yeah. So, are people using those a lot? We did see a bump in usage when we um, uh, legalized
8: them. I know I use them.
3: Ah, look
8: at Denver.
5: Yeah, exactly.
0: Saw so a bump in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. Anybody else uh, that's quiet that uh, is afraid to ask a question, have one. Otherwise, um, I won't worry about it after that.
9: Uh-huh.
6: How do we feel about the capitals, like faxes, uh, cap capacitors? I've just noticed I've started working with faxes and on the shield faxes. I just find that if I deploy and start repping, I'm like capped out relatively quickly, and that's not even getting neutered or anything.
8: Uh, you got to use your mid slots for capital size cap boosters.
5: Yeah, cap boosters, cap batteries. Uh, it, in general, there are ways around it. It, it. That's the biggest challenge in fitting it, though. That's, like, in the same way as you tend to build your fittings around, like, speed and DPS on a combat sub-cap, on a fax, you tend to build your fitting around cap. And just yeah. if you're
6: targeted, you're going to switch out to shields versus the cap
1: side? you've got to sh- switch out for, uh, yeah, you, you know, active kind of... Uh... Changing your fittings and make sure that you have uh, an um, uh, an emergency. Um, was it an emergency damage control? Whatever it is,
10: emergency holodevizers.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Emer- emergency holodevizers, really. Oh, was god.
9: So I was messing around with fits on the singularity earlier, and the guy I was messing around with, he put one of them on and went, "Yeah, I got two hundred and forty-two million ehp." I was just sat there like, "What?"
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! For a while, you do, yeah.
0: And
9: Fozzie, not for what did, long.
0: Fozzie, what did you play before uh, Eve? Uh, Cuz I just saw evidence of your like uh, encyclopedic mind there where you just pulled the name out of uh. some module. Sure it's your work, but also I always forget the name of details and stuff. So I wonder what like oh. what interested you before Eve uh, that was like Eve, you know, this difficult.
5: Uh. I mean, nothing else was ever really like Eve. Uh, the MMO I played before Eve was WoW, uh, but uh, I've played like I play all kinds of different games. I tend to like uh, like strategy games, uh, especially turn-based strategy games. I'm playing uh, I'm playing a lot of um, uh, Total War Warhammer uh, right now in my spare time.
4: You didn't play Earth and Beyond?
1: Uh, no, I never actually played Earth and Beyond. I think the last turn-based strategy game I played was Sid Meier's Alpha Centauri. Oh, that—that that is one of my all-time favorites for sure. That had me hooked for some for a long period of time. I Have to say, that yeah, great same game.
5: here. Yeah, right now I'm playing playing a bit of Total War Warhammer, playing a bit of Hearthstone, um, playing a bit of. Um, uh the older mass effect games I, i'm not going to buy the new one quite yet i think i'm going to wait for it to go on sale but uh just kind of seeing that seeing the uh ads and excitement around the new one got me interested in doing another playthrough of the old ones so i'm partway through a, a playthrough of mass effect 3 now after getting the first two done over the last couple of months
4: speaking of so. other games in archage they have a very funny and uh interesting little gimmick of how they handle real estate where you can basically put the for sale sign up on your housing. Could we maybe get something similar for our structures?
5: Uh, potentially. One um, suggestion that actually came up in the forum thread uh, about the first of the two dev logs, so where people were putting in comments that they just would have liked to have added on top of the survey, uh, a player suggested, hey, you should let us put... Um, Descriptions like bios on your our structures the same way as we do on our characters and we really like that idea in general so we may be able to sneak something like that and that would allow you to do stuff like that.
0: Oh no, more spoilers for Game of Thrones. I would
4: love to be able to fly around and then see a for sale sign on the structures and go, oh, I want that one. I'm going to buy that.
5: Oh, that's true. Mm -hmm. Another game I'm playing a little bit actually is uh, Albion Online, which is just about to they're getting ready to for their first real release.
8: Um. Kind of drifting back towards the refineries. Uh, not to be a little scatterbrained here, but uh, uh, in reference to the access lists, is there any idea what the uh, what the current levels for the access lists are going to be?
5: Uh, what do you mean by levels in this
8: case? In terms of like access, uh, I know one of the one of the biggest pains is like fueling structures uh, right now requires very similar roles to those of which require you to unanchor the structure. Or to yes. access the gunner seat.
5: Yep, I mean, so in general, the um, a lot of the functions like exploding the asteroid and stuff like that, exploding the chunk into the asteroid field, that's going to just be whoever's piloting it can do that because um, you'll you'll hop into the structure and pilot it. Um, but uh, for fixing up some of the granularity around rules, that's something we'd like to do for all structures as a whole. We're, we don't have anything specific in mind just for refineries. But for things like solving the how do you allow someone to, to place fuel without allowing them to take fuel, um, we would like to improve that for all the structures. That's one of the things I think that was on the survey list. Awesome.
11: So. The question is going to be which team is in char- Is going to be in charge of uh, reviewing and fixing the Corp and Alliance rules and how much do they need to be given to drink at FanFest?
5: Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone... So that's that's a area of the game that Five O has worked on in the past, but at the moment we're working on structures. Um, so I don't know if there's any... For sure, what team it would be that would work on it next, um, maybe five O later, maybe another team could pick it up. I don't know. Um, there's was...
3: Remember pause code? <laughs> then there's, then there's
4: roll code. Dirk and I was talking about something funny uh, last night about the fact that with pauses being phased out, we're going to lose all the stuff that had auto-aggression. Is there any ideas or concepts down the line of, say, secondary weapon arrays that could be manned as well on grid?
5: Sorry, second secondary that can be manned. So like an extra, like having more than one pilot in, in gunning yeah. a structure at the same time? Like a
4: tower on the field that could be manned by a gunner as well and be supportive uh, to defend the structure?
5: Potentially. I mean, that would essentially be a, a, a ship you can deploy and hop inside of, right? Um, Pretty
4: much, but still the camp that's camp. tied into the structure, right? It needs to be fueled by it.
5: Yeah, perhaps. That, that seems like it, it has some interesting potential, but nothing, no plans or anything that I can uh, say for sure.
4: Because there, then everything would always be manned and auto-aggression would be totally gone and out of Eve.
0: I have a question. The uh, one of the things I wanted to do, and it's still something I intend to do, is to give space tours to people. Either FCM through hostile territory and talk historically about the systems, and I mean like player history, um, to go to landmarks, and I mean like player landmarks. Um, and I asked, I, I think I asked uh, CCP Falcon this at uh, E Vegas. Is there why isn't there any attempt to kind of capture some of the history that people made in the system descriptions or things like that?
5: Um, I think the biggest reason probably comes down to just work involved. Um, What may help with that is that we're sort of, we're spinning ISD back up a bit and increasing its size. So that may give us some opportunities to get some more volunteers involved. Um, But, Uh, but yeah, that just seems like it would be the the biggest issue, the biggest roadblock there would be the amount of work involved in all that copy. Um, There's also the challenge that uh, it's really... We tend to get complaints when we do stuff like that. Um, yeah. People not feeling that their side is being described enough. People not feeling people feeling that we're biased one way or the other. I mean, we saw the reaction we got when we just introduced some backgrounds for characters that they could optionally choose, uh, and uh, that then caused uh, one of the biggest rage explosions uh, from certain individuals. Uh, so I, I think it would be hard to to avoid those problems, which would definitely be an issue.
2: A little segue
4: fuzzy, if you don't mind. Um, The videos in space, which is fucking amazing, right? And they're also in the captain's quarters. There's one little thing that I've been wondering. Why is there not a collidable structure associated with that so you can zoom in on it and maybe even get its audio?
5: So um, I'll answer that. And also, there's one from the chat here that was asking about that as well, uh, or similar. i think we've thought about doing stuff like that and in practice i think there's actually some work being done on maybe allowing some of that like allowing you to right click on it and then view it in in your game or your out of game browser or use it as a link to a website or something like that that might be useful um Mm -hmm. so i think that might might help with that um and then the other question but i don't can't say for sure unfortunately um they they're Technically, speaking, they're parts of the station geometry instead of separate objects. So that's why you can't like, zoom in on them specifically. Um, and then the question from Chad about why can you control the ads? Not, I, not at the moment, but maybe someday. That uh, um, seems like the kind of thing that might be interesting to look at at some point. But I think right now, they're mostly focused on trying to get the, the mechanics of those uh, into the best place possible for general use.
3: If the Matani wants Imperium citadels to not have CO2 ads, <laughs>
2: <laughs> what yeah,
5: I'd really they're like they're to do is introduce structures that are nothing but a big ad screen, right? And then and then let you drop that in your opponent's headquarters and uh, just run an ad saying you guys suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was supposed to be one. Of the, I thought one of the structures that you were going to have, at least on the early road, Yeah.
4: Yep, but I is it, it possible to, to put the sound in there so you can actually hear the sound? If you're so, so you can drop you can,
0: you can drop a building and blast Metallica at your uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
7: it's
4: horrible like How much for space grade.
7: ad block?
5: Yeah, let you change the background music of the system to whatever you want. <laughs> Psychological warfare.
9: Exactly. I mean, that
4: is classic, Eve. Mm. It'd
8: be comical to add a ship to your fleet. Acted like a bard basically.
4: Bring back the jukebox now yeah. in space with videos.
8: Yeah. Hey, I, I was
0: no, thinking is it,
4: is it possible technically to to have the audio from the video in space so you can actually hear it when you're flying close to it? Is that possible as an ambient thing? Is there no sound in space?
5: I'm, I'm not sure. Um, sounds like it would probably be technically possible, but I don't know, unfortunately.
0: I think it's fair to say that it might turn into a disaster because, you know. You don't want to put too much, too much stuff that affects other people in the hands of certain people creates mm, griefing opportunities. But
5: ISD spin spun up again. That's great. Um, how do you apply? I think there will be more talking about that in the future. But, yeah, the plan is to, to start to do more inviting. I don't, I don't know when we're going to do, do the public uh, kind of request calls for, for applications, but so that will do- sure happen sometime soon.
0: You do private
5: invitations right now? At the moment, I think we're just moving over the existing ISD people.
11: But I, I, I know that Lysus just got accepted. The heretic got accepted? Yep.
5: <laughs> you know, fun fact, I got turned down for ISD back in the day. I did too. I, I applied I applied for Star back in like 07, uh, and uh, they rejected me.
0: <laughs> and, and now you've got your revenge.
1: <laughs> like, who's laughing now? Yeah.
0: That's the story of Eve, where you uh, you're wronged by a, a big system. Yeah, I'm you actually
1: operating CCP here. Yeah,
5: exactly. You're waiting for your moment. Once once Hilmar gives me access to the the vault that has all CCP stuff in it,
0: he'll drop all those ISD guys, boot them. Well, that's cool. I always really enjoyed the uh, the official news service of. Um, CCP, like when I would always read those things. Those were fascinating because they felt a little, a little uh, more official. All this, all this third party stuff is. It, I I can't get away from like you're biased this, you're biased that, or it's you know you're just gonna have haters on every side of it.
5: It's always a challenge, yeah, and and just often it's you have to dig through people trying to troll you, right? So like that's where the the wonders of things like do you guys remember back in the day when the uh, first I S D articles about armor hacks got released and uh the the players they interviewed said we call it the fist formation we just we uh uh, penetrate deep into the enemy line with a fist and and so that all got written down and so that was like yeah that's that's part of why if you hear somebody reference uh, you you don't describe it that way much anymore but for a while the joke was that armor hacks
9: were were fist fleet talking of news um are we going to see many more scope videos
5: i expect so um i think i mean the uh that's ccp loki is behind those and i know he's working on stuff for FanFest, so i would assume that that's probably what's been eating up a lot of his time and that he uh you'll see a bunch of stuff at FanFest, and then he might be able to get back on a more normal schedule after that
9: okay cool i just obviously some people have said recently it's died down a bit and i just you know you just say news it kind of clicked in my head
5: yeah those are those are a labor of love from ccp loki uh and, uh,
9: right. so it, it depends pretty heavily
5: on what he has time for. That's cool.
8: Drifting back towards the uh, drug manufacturing. Is there any talk of changing the way that uh, you get the BPCs for drugs? Like currently it's a drop based system for. Uh,
5: potentially. I, I'm, well, would I guess I'd say we don't have any plans for that and that's not really part of the structure stuff, but if we see a good reason to change it, we definitely could.
8: Okay. I'm asking for a friend at that point.
0: Well, do you so ever really make drugs? Do you ever envision a time where um, the missions become – the mission choices become different, like more – like the, you have more flexibility and ethical choices what path you take? Are you going to play a good person or a bad person?
5: That seems that seems interesting someday. I can't say for sure uh, if we get to do something like that, though. That um, Obviously, Eve's not a uh, – a very content, like PVE crafted content focused game, partially because making a game like that is just a good recipe for not having a game anymore. Um, it's it's a extremely expensive, and you tend to need a outside investor willing to burn a ton of money at a loss to to afford it. Um, but uh, allowing people to write those stories themselves, make more tools for that, I think would be the way. You'd be more likely to be approached, I
4: Way back in the day, you actually talked about uh, agents on structures. Is that still on the table, or has it totally been abandoned?
5: I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say we would never ever do that, but uh, it's not. We don't have any kind of fixed plans or something like that.
0: Well, the reason I asked my question is because a few, a few people that I introduced to the game left because they were like, "I don't want to have to kill the princess. That's not, that's not how I would do it." And there's no way not to fail the mission if you don't. So it seems yeah, like yeah. they're kind of trapped into this bleakness that they don't want to belong to necessarily, and so it kind of clashes with their. Well,
10: I mean,
5: you don't kill her. She gets uh, if you're talking about the the damsel. Well, she gets uh, she ejects just fine from the structure, and you take her back to her. Uh, uh, to, I guess, I don't know what, her father or something like that. Hmm. I mean, she probably doesn't want to go back because she keeps disappearing. So it's probably just somebody who's running away from home and you, you keep taking okay. them back and they just don't want to be in their oppressive family situation. But...
0: <laughs> okay, well, that makes it a bit more
5: Hey,
0: Tiberius finally made it. Oh my God, that's uh, awesome.
7: He couldn't no, make I'm it sorry to a
10: show. i I I really wanted to do it and I was sitting at work and I was like... Do I put a headphone in and just like sneakily listen in during this training session?
0: <laughs> do. <laughs> well, Fozzie's been nice enough to stick around answering a bunch of questions and stuff. So we're, we're all taking advantage.
10: Oh, cool. I wonder why it's was so busy in here. Now I know why.
11: <laughs> yeah. I- I'll tell you what though. Uh, CCP has, or, and EVE Online has nothing on some of the things I've seen in games like in EverQuest two, there was a, um, a quest line where you had to go and help slavers and capture their runaway slaves and bring them back and all of this other crap. And I and I was on I was on the uh, good uh, side of the thing. I wasn't on the evil side.
5: Yeah, the, we don't have as much of those. We don't have as much of those crafted story things as, as a game like EverQuest do for sure. Where where we, we make up for it though in volume because every time you every time you kill one of those NPCs you're killing like seven thousand people. I do appreciate your
11: support for e
5: q
0: two I was gonna say Carneros is in here who's a producer for everQuest, so do you have something to answer for
11: yeah and and i and I think that uh, that uh he's got a uh dark elf uh alt
7: someplace r p brutalism mm-hmm. not a dark elf what?
8: Um, I got a question going back to uh going back to the refineries again. Um I get kind of a stream of questions coming from my alliance so I apologize if I start overstepping here. Uh is there like on the um sodios you can see certain things being built and certain activities um is there any talk of that happening in the refineries to be able to tell what modules are active or what service mods it has?
5: uh potentially so we actually don't have that with SOTIOS right now um we we were considering doing it we investigated some options and we put a teaser image in at the bottom of the dev blog uh but that isn't actually in place with SOTIOS. um but we yeah we're we're interested in kind of investigating what we can do with that so it, it might Again, no promises, but we might have like more smoke come out of them if you're doing more uh, reactions or something like that.
10: I still, I still love the idea of the whole planet cracking thing, and I can't wait to see what the uh, the graphical effect, uh, the
5: graphics look like. That look like
3: mm-hmm.
5: we're going to have a lot of. We've got a lot of really great uh, concept art and renders um, that we'll be showing off at FatFest, Fest, so nice. that'll be the place you'll see a lot of it.
9: Because you to at least know it's doing one thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know if somebody wants to read uh, Cyber's uh, question there.
8: Uh, yeah, that's a good question. What do you think about the um, cost and commonality of Macarials and other faction battleships right now?
5: Yep, I think, they're, I think they definitely are a bit too cheap right now. Um, we've been seeing an overall decrease in the price of faction uh, battleships um, uh, over a pretty long period of time. Or of, of pirate battleships I mean over um, a pretty long period of time uh, and they've definitely gotten to a point where they're a bit out of place for their costs um, I can't say for sure what we'll do about it but uh, it's definitely not something we're, we're super happy with right
7: now
4: yeah, A short follow up we were discussing the whole thing about how you guys tend to resolve these issues with balancing and stuff and uh, the general idea as opposed to mine was that uh, you just turn one knob and then that's about it like in this case the drop rates uh have you considered maybe always turning all the knobs uh proportionally so you can't really game it and predict and find a new solution
5: well people always find a new solution right these players collectively are uh, are the, one of the, the best uh devices for solving problems that uh, uh humanity has ever developed uh, they'll, they'll find a way
4: one way or another. Yeah, but when you turn only one knob, you're only going to benefit one group. That means that you are kind of indirectly favoring them, right?
0: You're going to screw me up, Caleb, because I just bought a ton of uh, pirate faction battleship blueprints that I was just going to wait till the drop rate. Well, that's exactly
4: my point, right? <laughs> and that gonna it's only him. going to benefit the ones that's been stockpiling that. And it's not necessarily yeah. going to benefit, say, the industrialists if you want to turn one knob.
5: Uh, well, let's say I, I don't think that's necessarily solved by turning more knobs, but it can be solved by turning unpredictable knobs.
4: Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. So they can't predict that you're only going to turn one. So then everyone runs to the easiest one and then yep, fresh button.
5: Yeah, don't worry, Make nobody's them. nobody's going to see it coming when we solve this by turning materials <laughs> into a new form of mining drone. <laughs> <laughs>
11: nice. So he turns into a pumpkin. Well,
5: there goes
0: that fortune. Now I have to build all those things.
11: <laughs> hey, I think mining battleships have a future.
0: Uh, in this game, they do, and that's actually an interesting perspective because uh, when we think of epic, we think of big fights and big ships, but you don't think of epic like mechanics. Uh, like, yeah, there's territorial and solve; those are big things. But this, just to me, feels like the game is diversifying on the on the end content.
5: Yeah, we definitely hope so.
4: And don't dish, uh, uh the idea of mining battleships. That's how I got started, mining in a farm.
5: I know, I mined mm-hmm. in a run. Oh yeah, I remember those days. For the most part, that, that just kind of got pushed out by the increased efficiency
4: for barges. But, yeah. Hunting crokite with eight <laughs> miners.
5: Man, when I started playing EVE, yeah, it was you would very often, much more than you do now, uh, go with, use a ship outside of what its bonuses would tell you.
0: Yeah, uh, and it's funny because I think it's generational too. Because I started with um, Rorcs being the thing to mine with, <laughs> uh, and before that, it was uh, Apox. I think
11: for me, it was mammoths because you could you had such a big uh, cargo hold
4: and you could just like let it sit up there and just fill up.
10: Badger. <laughs> gotcha.
4: That was the funny thing about mining megathons. You had to just constantly pull through the can because it just filled up so fast.
0: That's that's why I didn't use it. I, I like the other thing where you have a big cargo hold and a small laser, as opposed to the opposite. Because then you could you could just leave it there AFK, and it felt like you were making money overnight.
11: Yeah, I, yeah, I, did I remember that. doing that. I, I did that when I was uh, when I started playing because when I started playing EVE, I was also uh, playing EverQuest 2. So I would like put my mammoth out in a belt, let it start going, and then just uh, go and play EverQuest too. And that's
4: kind of brings on a small question to Fozzie: Why we? have him here the idea of uh, having specific cargo holds uh, that you introduced to uh, the industrial ships and um, the idea of uh, putting them on something like rigs instead is that something you've considered again because that would mean that you would force the ship to become specialized and you couldn't just easily convert it to something else
7: uh-huh. um,
5: sorry rigs as opposed to the the ones that you just get built into the ship right now
4: yeah, so a rig would actually give you or convert the hold into a specific hold or a specific bay, and that way you could basically create your own industrial.
5: Yeah, the challenge there is that um, it's pretty easy to get yourself into a, into a bad situation or an unusual situation the server might not be able to handle with when you tie something like a hold into a object like a rig that can be removed um so we have to be really careful about that it's much simpler to have that be built into the ship where it's not going to change or built into skills where it's going to change but only to get larger rather than smaller um, relatively to that like it's it's tough to have something that's part of the reason we don't have um rigs that affect the specialized bays right now compared to the normal cargo hold expander base we have a lot of special code for cargo holds that we don't need to have for the specialized base
4: could it be done with uh, containers instead, maybe? And then a bonus from a skill or a rig?
5: Um, I don't think we have the ability to make have a container have a bonus from a skill or a rig, but we could have containers that just have some extra space and use certain uh, have certain limitations of what you can put in them potentially. Yeah.
4: I know it's an old thing, but uh, yeah, and that also brings on the whole thing about cans within cans. If the outer volume and the inner volume is always the same, because we don't really have the whole uh, bonus thing. Could we maybe get cans within cans again so we can make subdirectories in our stations and stuff?
5: Uh, No, unfortunately, that comes down to some core inventory stuff. Um, When we start allowing too many levels of recursion, we have problems Um, Problems with... It covers a lot of things. Like For instance, we need the search system when you search through your assets to be able to find these items. And when things get too recursive, it gets to become a problem.
4: Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. It's just I remember that you used to be able to put almost as many levels as you wanted.
11: Okay, I've got like a really weird question. Um, if you hit a ship with a firework or a snowball, will you wind up on a kill mill?
5: I don't believe so, but I'm not positive about that. Hmm.
11: Cause, yeah, because I was like wondering because uh, my theory was you could shoot... A fireball or snow or uh, fireworks or snowballs at goons outside of the station in Losek, and then let the gate guns hit them.
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't believe that gets you in the kill mails, but it might. It's worth a try. Um, I, it depends on how the code for those is implemented. Um,
11: yeah, and then I don't think it caused,
5: I think it needs to cause aggression to get you on the kill mail.
11: Okay. Yeah, because I I th- I told Mungsy I was going to do that when I was in Signal Cartel, and she said no, just that would be too close to griefing.
5: <laughs> yeah, too much against the. Uh, uh the credo, yeah Oh, you're familiar with the credo
0: oh yeah so how much how much stalking do you do for Aviv players? Do you ever as, a, as somebody who writes up news and is always looking for the stories large or small, do you run across things here and there that are like kind of interesting and quiet or you know they're not making uh the the usual meta sphere of news?
5: I mean, yeah, it's always it's always great to see people doing unusual things, and Signal Cartels is a great example of of a group doing something outside the box, right? It's it's a um, it's it's a very Eve-like uh, organization, and that they're not they're not tr- just following along what would would be suggested by the the simplest reading of the mechanics. That they're creating their own goals and creating their own incentives. Um, yeah, it's always great to watch that kind of stuff. Uh,
0: but comments from you have led me to to see find interesting things like. Um... Like the one guy in a skiff that beat off uh, or beat up a bunch of uh, people who were aggressing him. When the skiffs had just mm-hmm. kind of been rebalanced. We took out battleships, I think, or something like that.
5: Uh, yeah, it was some Black Ops, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always great to watch, look for those kind of things. We always keep an eye out. It's pretty. It's pretty common for when an interesting Eve story comes up, for um, and anyone in the company sees it to send it along to, uh, do a, a sort of a non-work. We have, we have a um, a mailing list everyone can sign up for that's just non non-work related stuff we call it spam you can just send whatever you want to that and uh, it's not not unusual at all for uh interesting eve stories someone's discovered to get sent along to spam
0: all right how do i get that how do i tap into that
5: because <laughs> i'm looking for that i'd also to talk to the nsa about that
0: The, the yeah okay i'll go through the, our government <laughs> <NSA>. <laughs> no problem there i'm sure they got it But that's actually that's the holy grail for for Tiberius and I who every once in a while are like, God, I just don't want to say the same old thing that these people are the same people that were at war before or again. Uh, I would, would really love to flush out these little things. And that's kind of the attraction of ISD is maybe they have access to that kind of neat little story here and there.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's something that I, I often talk to CCB Loki about for the scope videos. Uh, we'll chat about, whenever I see something interesting, I'll try to pass it along to him to uh, see if it's worth putting into a, or if he can put it into a scope video, um, and or into the ticker or something like that. It's, the community guys do the same thing. So it's pretty, uh, pretty common we try to highlight those sort of things, uh, let people see the unusual sides of EVE.
0: Yeah, that ticker gets a lot of attention. It's People start talking about what's on the ticker as opposed to the video itself.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, watch the video, summarize
0: ticker,
10: tin four hats out, off they go, yeah. <laughs> and then you get and then you get a five
9: hundred word Reddit post about the ticker. Yeah, do you? Do you <laughs> have a, go
11: ahead. Uh,
5: let's get. I'll quickly answer some of the questions from Cipher here in chat. Uh, one he had about um, Rapid Lights. Our general opinion: Rapid Lights are a bit too strong right now. Um, can't say for sure what's going to change about them when uh when we're ready to announce something we'll announce it on the forums or in the dev blog um and um the are we happy with the state of asclepian implants and planning to release shield slaves uh yeah generally happy with asclepians and um we'll be uh we will be continuing that plan that we showed last fan fest uh of adding more implants for every powered faction that is still on our
9: roadmap is there going to be an update to that roadmap at this fan fest?
5: um maybe we we will probably at least reiterate that it's still planned at fanfest during the balancing session um i don't think we're going to have like dates for a lot of them just like we didn't last year it's a it's sort of a long term we're going to be adding these over time um but we'll probably we'll remind people that we haven't forgotten about it cool
11: are you Is anybody considering maybe having a set of uh mining implants kind of like snakes or something where you have learning implant learning bonuses plus the uh mining bonus
5: yeah it would be interesting we've got that with um with laser range right now but not with yield um so we'd be adding a second one in that case um yeah, maybe. I mean, we're adding seconds for for the major power factions. That would probably be if we ever added a second set for the minor, the more minor factions, right? So for Orr and for Sisters of Eve and for Mordus and all that kind of level. If we did that, then a, a second Orr implant set could potentially be a, a yield one to go along with the range of one they have right now.
11: Oh, and is there... <laughs> Um, and I, and you, you probably know this. Is there like any kind of implants or boosters or anything that would help you uh, decrease your signature radius? Because I'm just, I was like thinking that that would be useful for my blockade runner uh, trying to run some of those uh, gate camps.
5: Yep, uh, there are both implants and boosters for that. So it's the the um, Halo implants, um, and it's the X Instinct, I believe, uh, boosters will reduce your sig radius
11: yeah yeah because there, there were a couple times i ran into a 60 uh, ship uh, gate camp and i almost got caught once by uh drameo
5: hmm. yep yeah reducing sig radius would would take make it take longer to lock you so that would uh, have at least some benefit there
8: so i'd be remiss to ask is there anything potentially going to be in the works at some point for uh high sec wars
5: um, given a long enough time period, everything is possible. Um, yeah, I think we definitely like to make some changes someday, but there's nothing I can announce right now. It's uh, at the moment, uh, uh, we're, we're pretty focused on 5.0 on, uh, the structure roadmap.
8: I just brought it up because that's one of the big problems that I face. Um, you know, I mean, we get blanket decked pretty consistently and it's not a, it's not a war. It's a, we want targets to shoot in space so yeah how, yeah how do you how do you feel about the current balance of wars in that in that kind of aspect uh yeah i mean i think there's
5: always wars have always been a challenge in eve um they they got worse for a little while after we tried to fit the last time ccp tried to fix them or tried to improve them and then got kind of made better again with the iteration but um we are talking about war decks right yeah yeah um it, it's 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 a challenging bit of design. I don't think there's any easy solutions or anything too obvious. Um, I've always liked the idea of trying to encourage um, both sides to have some skin in the game uh, because that's often one of the things that causes some frustration. But how to do that is very challenging. Um, This is—it's something I I think it would be great to sit down and sort of spend spend eight months with a team digging into and tackling. But. There's so many things in EVE that we could spend eight months with a team digging into and tackling that it's a question of figuring out which one would be the, the, the optimal next priority. But
0: you should just go the other way. Instead of calling it war declarations, call it uh, briberies because you're just paying Concord to look the other way.
8: Actually, if you want a really nice ISC sync, have people pay Concord for protection against people paying Concord to bribe them off
5: yeah just let uh let them bid uh whoever pays more either gets to have the war deck or gets to cancel it <laughs> that'd be funny i'm mm. just saying
8: i'd throw several yep. billion you, at that a month at least that
5: that idea has been discussed for sure i went, it could be possible something like that could be used i mean there this is one of those issues that's been discussed so much over many years right um, even before i started working at ccp it was always it was a common topic talking to other players who cared about even mechanics and were interested in discussing them um that uh, get almost every idea has been has been uh, discussed in some way. It's just a question, of kind of figuring out all the all the uh, implications of everything. Um,
0: well, I have to say, coming into the game, that was one of the things that it kind of really was the linchpin for saying, "Yeah, this game is is cool. I want to play it." First of all, the idea of corporations in the future owning things, uh, really running the running the show, was amazing. But the other thing is, I saw a PvP video, and all it was was this little fight, and it said um this corporation went to war with this corporation and i was blown away by that concept of the corporations going to war with each other in the future
5: yeah it has a very it has a very uh uh like resonant theme to it and that kind of ties into the the uh classic sci-fi slash film noir sort of aspect the, the very inspired by like blade runner and that kind of theme. exactly uh, you can imagine Eve is has some, or maybe the, the earlier versions of the Eve universe have some similarities to what the, the, the rest of the world beyond earth was like uh rest of the universe beyond earth was like in blade runner. Um, but, uh, but yeah, then of course figuring out how to make those mechanics, uh, work out once players have kind of optimized for them is always a challenge.
0: Well, I just think that the, the word corporation has more meaning than Alliance. Does even though the concept are that alliances are giant corporations with sub, you know, I don't know, subgroups, I guess. But the just the idea of corporation seems a lot more interesting. And you guys were going to work with uh, corporate structure. Uh, you guys had some ideas, or you were kicking around ideas about maybe making it more of a societal thing, where you could belong to multiple societies uh, rather than in a corporation or in a fixed structure that you can't you can't cooperate with other. People and other yeah, corporations as well.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, adding the adding the ability to uh, be a part of a some kind of social group beyond a corp that could have some of the similarities to corps. So it could have like a chat win uh, channel automatically. It could have a uh, a mailing list, and then you can just join as many of those as you want. Kind of f- filling the same sort of role that a social media group does, like a Facebook group or something like that. Um, that I think has a lot of potential. It's just again a question of finding finding the time to uh, to get it in.
0: Yeah, they're all good ideas. But on the pathway, that was one of the major accomplishments was the revamp to corporations. And there was a cleanup of the interface and some of the permissions and that big yep. mess.
5: Yeah, but- so back then, that was uh, that was when 5.0's actual plan for the next little while was going to be. The, the intent at that point was that we were going to be spending some more time digging into CORPS. Um, do we, looking at the options of things like having that social group concept that could go alongside Corpse and stuff like that um, after doing that initial uh, UI iteration. Uh, but then it just it just happened that, that some reshuffling happened and uh, some projects that needed to get taken care of uh, were left uh, for us. So we shifted from that and we just haven't had a chance to shift back yet.
0: But that's still on the table as something to go back to? Uh,
5: very possibly someday. But uh, like, no no promises, definitely.
0: Yeah. Also, the Phase 3 of Sov, like, you had Sov Phase 1, which was the uh, restrictions of travel. Then you had the actual of Sov come out that was Phase 2. There was the talk of a Phase 3, but at some point you said, yeah, Phase 3 is just everything after Phase 2 that eventually tunes up uh, Sovereignty Mechanics.
5: Yeah, the idea was that Phase 3 was very much a – a long-term thing. Uh, so you would describe, like you'd say, things like like the the rebalance would be part of phase three. Um, more PV changes that we'd like to make in the future. So there are some PV changes that we would like to still pick up at some point that have their roots in some of the stuff that was discussed around the same time as the uh, as the age of self release um, that we that we are still kind of in in motion in one form or another. Um, so we'd like to do more stuff like that in the future, and that would all sort of fall under that that general. Uh, tent of um, phase three
4: what about sub tax for all public transactions is that ever something we can expect to see sorry what type of tax public transactions so any public transaction so a non-member of a sub holder could have a structure in space but be taxed on a top tier level
7: uh, kind of like sales
4: tax in uh, high sec, right? But of course, yeah, yeah. set it yourself and you can...
5: So enforcing that, enforcing like a transaction tax on top of the normal transaction tax for structures in your space. And um, where it's
4: locked and flat, so they can't actually grief with it, but they have to set it so everyone can see it and everyone is touched by it, right? So solve really becomes valuable and meaningful for in, including neutrals and other people in your space.
5: Yeah, I the um, this is the Eve players we're talking about, so somebody will find a way to grief with it.
4: Well, yeah, not if you lock it, right? If, it. if you lock it and oh, it's also on your own members, then they can't really make it a griefing tactic because their own members would be touched by it, too. Because in high sec you have the sales tax, right? And that mm-hmm.
5: well, goes you got to that, factions, you got so that I, as well,
4: yeah. But um, if it instead went, went to uh, the subholder and they just couldn't. Change the granularity or the levels down the ranks. Yeah.
5: So I think in general, what what we prefer doing is um, so we've got the ability to have the the broker's fee go to the owner of the structure that you're in. Um, solve in general, the idea is to is to push it more towards a granular. Level so have it instead of it it being uh, as focused on the system solve have it be more focused on the infrastructure that you're building on the actual structures and so it wouldn't be about having the solve of the system applying a tax onto the structure it would be about owning the structure having a tax on the structure Uh, and that. That makes it a lot more focused. It also means that you you can essentially have if you say I have a structure in the system, but so does that guy. In a way, you're kind of sharing and solve. And there's then a, a transition period that's not as as um, as directly binary. Uh, and in general, we like that kind of granularity a lot more it means that there's a lot more uh possibilities of the ways players can interact with it they can share uh control they can uh have wars that potentially don't even fight over an entire system but just part of it part of a couple of structures for instance and it also means that um, the the solve is more reflective of what players are actually doing instead of being a, me- a mechanic that comes from above that the the, the the server says you you have this therefore Something happens. Instead, it should be I've built this infrastructure and I use it and I encourage people to use it and therefore I get benefits.
4: Yeah, I'm just thinking of the benefits of having the difference between business to business stuff, which is not taxed, and then business to client stuff, which is taxed. So you have the public stuff that goes on and the, the, the economic activity in your space benefits the subholder
5: yeah i mean I, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of adding some things on the system level to that but i think our main priority would be at having it on the structure level as uh, so quickly i'll answer cypher's question from chat uh wondered why new player tutorials have no mention of the darker sides of you scammy theft etc designer oversight i'm not entirely sure actually that would be some, a good question to ask to the uh the team genesis guys at fanfest is
6: there any plans for changes to fc5 or FC skills, it really seems like that skill is negligible now considering how powerful it was before. Now you get, what, maybe 2k, 3k on the range of your boosts? Potentially, um, but
5: I think... uh... We have to be careful about about making it too strong, and then therefore making it hard for somebody who has less skills to compete. Mm-hmm. Uh, the general pattern in Eve is that you get diminishing returns as you scale up to help balance out the benefits that older players have over newer players. Um, it may be something that you could use some tuning tweaks, but also keep in mind that act that on a on a raw area on a meters cubed basis, you actually get more benefit from FC uh, than you do for Wing Commander and so forth because of just the way spheres work
4: then i'm going to end with a very short one and i'm not going to ask any more questions pi is that is there anything on the table to tweak it to make it a bit more i don't know entertaining or engaging or maybe even move it out of uh, the client onto an external platform or anything like that is anything being worked on regarding pi
5: um maybe someday but it's not something that um uh, not something we have kind of a project that that's in the works for at the moment. Um, we've got some people at the company that are definitely interested in trying to do something like that at some point and who are uh, sort of working on early potential designs. We've had multiple times people pitch uh, concepts and do some initial prototypes for them, but uh, nothing that's like assigned to a team and uh, and actually being actively developed.
4: Okay, I'm not going to start training that again yet, yet then.
8: <laughs> I have a question in regards to the actual
1: new moon structures. So sure. in terms of the actual mining amount per month, obviously it was passed up before it isn't now. Is the amount gonna stay the same?
7: Because if it is, then I see just even more faction proliferation because no one's gonna be able to mine as much as they are right now.
5: Um we don't have it we don't uh, have anything to announce yet on that, but we're keeping basically we're keeping our options open. Gotcha.
11: Thank you. So is it possible we going to Fan Fest that we might hear a couple new things uh in some of the discussions, uh, uh,
5: there there will be some new things at FanFest. Yes, um, I think they will tend to be things that people are uh, surprised to be hearing about at all, rather than things that are um, that are a question that you're 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 asking us today. Uh, but uh, there will be some surprises. Although most of it will be talking and, and about stuff you already know and getting feedback and having more discussion and stuff like that.
11: Yeah, because I'm I'm going and I'm trying to figure out whether i need to go to the round tables or to the main discussions and and concentrate there because i, I just want to like because right now it feels like there's not going to be like a lot of new stuff discussed and i'm i kind of like go to the, find some of the new stuff
5: so yeah new stuff is definitely not the focus um it's not going to be the primary focus by any means. Um, there will be some here and there
4: documentation of what uh, roundtables, is that something that uh, goes on at all? Because I, I just seem to recall that once in uh, in the past, you used to be able to get some footage from some of the roundtable talks. Uh, I don't know if that um, was only players doing that, but that, it's that, just so much get missed, like cool things or novel things.
11: That, and... that had to be players doing it because CCP's never um, broadcast those. Um the ones that looked like they were uh round tables i think that was in the um that was in the ones bef- in the uh fan fest before they moved to harpa where you had those hotel rooms that kind of look like the rooms where the um uh, round tables are, are are held now
4: i was just thinking even if only for internal stuff or potential later release or something like that because uh, first of all i just know that uh, i feel a bit cheated every Others time might and i say haven't gone completely different
9: yeah well hey some people might say anchor some people might say approach some people might say orbit
5: um but yeah it, it, there are sometimes some of them will get recorded by players in general um sometimes well players will ask to do the recordings and we'll be fine with it some devs are a bit more hesitant about that some devs don't really like public speaking and in that case they may say uh, no please don't record it and share it but uh, that'll depend it'll be different from uh, roundtable to roundtable roundtables are really a it's they're more of a intimate setting right they're a a smaller ish uh, group uh, where you can have a bit more discussion and those don't lend themselves quite as well to being filmed i think
11: yeah, especially on a couple of those low sec roundtables that I've seen, where you couldn't get into the room.
5: Yeah, yeah, that can definitely be uh, that can be a challenge finding enough space for some of the popular roundtables.
10: So, uh, which bar should we have the uh, Sunday hangover party at? Hmm. I'm not sure. The, I've been agonising uh, about it as well. <laughs> Like originally I originally was going to go to the um, bistro place under the CCP offices and then realized actually the beer is outrageously expensive and might be a bad idea after, uh, for the last day of the event.
5: Yeah, place is a bit expensive, yeah.
0: If I could uh, give you a little bit of feedback on the uh, structures, I was just playing with an engineering complex and realized some things didn't make sense to me. Like I couldn't figure out how to fit it, how to put a service on it. Uh, because when you do that with a ship you're inside of a hangar, so it's natural that you would look at the fitting window to fit a ship because you're looking at a ship inside of a hangar where that's sort of a process you'd expect but when you when you jump into a citadel or a complex you're looking at it from the outside so fitting it uh, isn't like the intuitive thing to do it is now because I ran into that problem but it, it wasn't like the thing that I was Like I didn't feel like I was in the right space to fit it. I thought I was in the right space to look around it and
5: work with it on the outside, but not on the inside. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I hadn't thought about it that way before. I think partly because it, 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 uh, there are also plenty of ways in Eve to fit a ship when you're in space as well. Um, that seemed always seemed pretty natural, but yeah, I can totally see that being something that could be an issue. I'm not sure what would be the best way to communicate it though. Um,
0: I think instead of when you own it, when you jump into it, don't eject them out to see the outside view. Let them see the hangar view, uh, maybe of some sort, you know, maybe even, I don't know, just so you stay inside the structure.
5: Yeah, but when you're doing that, you're needing to be able to go and shoot at people, too, and see what's going on outside and all that.
0: Right. Taking it over to defend it is one process. Taking it over to kind of maintain or manage or to look inside or to work with it seems like it's a different mind frame, I guess.
10: Anyway,
4: just, rem- just reminded me that EVE is now at a level of complexity where there's a lot of things like the one mentioned that people can't really easily find. And it's not necessarily intuitively something uh, that, that you stumble upon. So um, something to help us to get that information of where features are and things like that. Is anything being considered by the UI team?
5: They're they're always looking at smoothing uh, over the uh, UX. Um, if you have any specific requests, uh, definitely uh, let them know on the forums. That's a good place to get them uh, feedback. Also, pass it along to the CSM. They uh, they're they're a really great method for helping to get some of the uh, UI feedback to the, uh, the the UI team at psycho Sisters.
0: Uh, the other thing was, if if you're if you're around Jeddah and you want to shop through the the lowest tax citadel, there's it seems kind of hard to find the tax information for the citadel for the market, like how much you would be expected to pay in broker fees and stuff like that.
4: I should be in a structured product. It.
0: it is, but you have to filter for it. Uh, you have to kind of dig around for it and stuff. I think as as you become more experienced at Eve. Um, you forget what it's like to be like a new guy until a new thing comes out that's totally different from your experience. And then you try to use it and all your intuition doesn't help you. Um,
5: yeah, that could definitely be a challenge. And yeah, I think there's a lot of room to improve in those UIs for sure.
0: Yeah, there's there's something else. Because I really wanted to get into it, but I was expecting a little more uh, information on... I, mean, I expected it to be a little more intuitive than it was. Of course, uh, I, I could just be a dope and I'd learn slowly, but...
4: Was, no, it's not just you. I was trying to help uh, someone rename hangers and wallets, and I actually couldn't remember how to find that feature, and it's very obscure. You have to go to the the home uh, of corporation, and then you have to change the setting and division on that button down there. And it's not very easy to find if uh, if it's your first time around. Yeah. Like instead of just right-clicking it and renaming it from wherever you're looking at it
0: yeah and again that's like something because i've done that two three times like i don't even think about how hard that was uh i just i just know exactly where to go and get that sort of thing and that's kind of the advantage of being an older player is that you've had time to make all these mistakes and to bump into things and ask people for help so now you can do things faster
4: same if you're a spy and you want to disband someone's uh, alliance, you have to actually know where that feature is.
5: Another question from Cypher Any chance of bringing back combat refitting? Uh, no plans to bring back combat refitting right now. No, I mean, you can, combat re- you can refit with once your weapons timer is out still, but I uh, uh, don't think we're going to reduce that necessarily.
8: I miss doing that in my carrier.
0: Hey, bud, so I I may have to go here in a second. You can keep going if you want. I'm still recording this. I want to release it as part of the additional podcast. And if you guys think of uh, anything, let Fozzie know or let me know or whatever. CSM guys know to get your questions over. And I just wanted to say thank you very much for sticking around as long as
5: you did afterwards. Really appreciate it. Uh, You're very welcome. I do think I'm going to head off soon. Any more quick last questions before I go? No, All right. Just
8: uh, sincerely, thank you for sticking around and answering questions. Like It really really has helped everyone here gain some understanding of the new mechanics.
5: I'm glad right. I can help a little bit. Thanks for having me on the show, guys.
4: Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Thanks. See you, Bye.